ため Shout out my Bay Area family You know who you are Love you Not much to my name, not much you can see Not much in the bank, not much in the streets But I feel alright I feel alright Not much to my name, not much you can see Not much in the bank, not much in the streets But I feel alright I feel alright uh, Never saw a Maserati, never met a paparazzi Never popped a shoddy Never left the party with your shorty, she would probably bore me. My swag is enormous, good god, I'm odd, literally can't even. Smoking on strains that ain't even in season. Hoeing up drink, I don't need a damn reason. Don't care what day, I don't need a damn weekend. Haters gon' hate, just know they all reachin'. Cause we're going for the top and they're small creatures. See, I've done all the research, I only walk the walk cause I learned to crawl previously. Switching up the flow of motherfuckers who don't know me. Rappers switching up they hoes and blowing dough on alimony. That ain't for me. You could keep the cars, just let me get some money. A lot of birds in my city. Ask my boy Jacoby. Still do it for my city and my family and my homies. Understand me, get to blow me. I fuck. I meant get to know me. I'm so clumsy with my poetry. Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke. We out laughing. Yeah, I've always loved nice. that beat. They're tone setters. Yeah. What's up, EUFU? Uh, How do you even pronounce your name, first of all? Uh, like you're calling somebody name. You're telling somebody name E that he's a fool. E, you a fool. E, you a fool, yeah. Okay. Um, if you listen to... Uh, Here, get him nice and Yeah, sorry. Nice I'm comfy. hearing a bit of an echo, yeah. Um, there's certain, uh, you know, uh, mixtapes and projects that are very influential to me. Uh, one of them, although, you know, Wiz Khalifa is not my favorite rapper or a top five by any stretch, uh, but Cushion Orange Juice is, was a very influential project for me and the crew. And my favorite song mm. off that is Good Dank. And, uh, oh, I love that song. Oh, such a beautiful song. Um, you know. No drums. <laughs> you know? How do you do a rap song with no drums? It's just a beautiful song. I guess he's got a homie named E who's in the studio at okay. the in the sort of outro of the song. Everything's fading out and winding down. He mm-hmm. says, E, you fool. Mm. And I heard that and it just sort of, I saw the spelling of it in my head mm-hmm. as like an author name, like J.K. Rowling. Right, right, right. Or R.L. Stein. Yeah. It's E, you, and then a fool. And your first one. name is Eric. And my first, people call me E. I, like, my rap name should just be E because that's what okay. people call But you can't Google E. It'd be hard to find, yeah. You couldn't find E anywhere, right? So it's, E, you, a fool is, I mean, it's really not doing me any favors that way because... People don't know how to pronounce it or spell True, it, it's kind of, when I look at it on Twitter, it just goes back to your uh, evader. I, yeah, and, and that name fucked me that way too, because nobody, <laughs> I was called Everate, uh, Everator, I got all sorts of shit, so yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to change Everate. my name, <laughs> and then the name change didn't help in the slightest. Oh man, I mean, I've experienced a little bit of that too, but that, isn't it funny that, like, what's in a name, when you're trying to name a product or a band <laughs> or, like, a artist? We used to have it in trying to make uh, clans in, like, video games. Like yeah, we yeah. struggle so much. Like, okay, we gotta let's call ourselves something. All right, represents and us. And we just all joke around for nine hours. Like, <laughs> it's like when you're trying to name an album, you definitely joke around for like yeah. the first while until you get to no, okay, guys, let's actually yeah. brainstorm. 
No, I like that uh, in the Rebel episode when you mentioned the take, like the takeover or some generic album title. You know, yeah, um, that's always funny. You know, right. you just see a picture of the artist. Um, I feel, yeah, those are like to me like uh, an example that I thought of was uh, the Post Malone albums. It's just called Stony, and it's just a picture of Post Malone. Okay. And you're like, well, what does Stony mean? You know, he smokes a lot of weed or whatever. Sure. And it's like you could be like, well, that's not creative, but at the same time, it's like it's his first album. Yeah. You know, you might know what his sound is, but like it's, I guess it's just his way of saying, this is a picture of me. Uh, it's stony music. <laughs> sure, he's just giving you one word. Exactly, right? So maybe somebody's debut album might be like a vague thing like that, just to be like, here's what represents me. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we'll see what the next one is, right? But yeah, mm-hmm. album titles are funny that way. What's in the name, as you say? Yeah. Uh, I never. I seem never to be happy with th- things that I name. Like now I'm Decatello, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I'm sure I'll grow name. into that, but I, I did it just because... Uh, it's easier to it's recon, recognize, I guess. When you see it, it's just like a, I don't know, it's like kind of one word that, that's unique. If you searched it in Google, you my shit comes up. Right. right? My other stuff was like DJ Deke. Well, there's like a guy in Germany in that or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, is a good name. Yeah, I like that's it. good. I like it. Speaking, Speaking of, drinking out of the turtle mug, we got the coffee going. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fitting. Mm. So, so before I, we ramble too much. Jeez, yeah. Let's ramble about everything. Yeah. I don't even know what I want to talk about anymore these days because there's so much going on. There is a lot going on. What's it, on your mind? Are you anything? I don't. I mean, obviously, right now it's tempting to talk about politics. Yeah, but yeah. Who's not talking about politics? Yeah, it becomes a part of daily life now. Yeah, in a way that it's never been really. Hmm. Um, here, here, I'll just clip it closer to you a little. Yeah, bit. sorry, I'm getting a lean on here. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I'll find. I'll find the cozy zone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm just trying as much as possible to, yeah, like, just not have anything sway me one way or another. And, just yeah, sort and of, that's the struggle. It's a big fucking struggle, because then where's your information coming from? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I believe in taking information from all sources. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe in vetting your information for your own personal gain. Like, if you find an article that agrees with your points that you already hold... Um, you know, checking who wrote the article, uh, right. checking the actual web address. I know that people might argue with me on this too, but like, I feel like collective evolution is one of the banes of my existence. <laughs> like some of these websites, now don't get me wrong. Um, I think guys like me and you have also connected on just, um, an affinity for, or, a, uh, what do you call it? Like a curiosity for the spiritual and the otherworldly. And whether oh, it's yeah. from direct experience or whether it's yeah. from just reading things or just I've always been so interested in that side of things mm-hmm. and sometimes I've met people in my life who uh, I first meet them and then they've told me later on that like I was so mechanical in my th- not me but that they were so mechanical in their thinking like mm-hmm. some really smart dudes but I opened them up at least to a little bit of the other side of the coin right like, but so that they got a balanced view of it not I, I don't because I, I would always also criticize people who were like too spiritual right there's a thing there's such thing as being and that sounds crazy it's not it's a weird way to put it too spiritual no but in that whatever you want to uh define as spirituality right there's people that can be too too one way like oh i don't even step on ants or i don't even right right to this level where it's like facetious where you're like okay you really not step on ants like how can you really (laughs) see them (laughs) yeah no absolutely um it's 
And then there's also the, where it becomes, uh, I think people sort of, they, they have that moment where they realize there's something to this. And then, uh, you know, they start to look into, you know, chakras and stuff like that. And some people sort of pigeonhole themselves into one aspect of spirituality, whether it be like, I don't know, some people get into like crystals yeah, or some yeah, people yeah. get into, you know, whatever, Levitation. Be, all sorts of shit, right? You have to... Qigong. It's, yeah, it's like you've then put yourself back into almost a religion at that point, you know? In a sense, yeah. If you've you don't broken out and you've fallen back into another fucking cup. That's you know a perfect I mean? way to describe it. Now, another thing... I guess I'm just going to riff on all the things I've been harping on lately. Like, That's perfect. Let's go. Part of me in the last couple of weeks is like, just, just hold your tongue. Just bite your tongue and just, you know, just chill on all this nonsense. But You don't have to do that with me, brother. Let's go. <laughs> Good. So, <laughs> the one thing is... Uh, People keep bringing up this John Hansen was the first black president of the United States. Like I when people heard say, this. okay, so when people will say, uh, 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 you know, Barack Obama, some you know, not even talking about, it'll just come up that he's black or whatever. He was a black president, <laughs> uh, you know, and so, and also the first black president is not great. And then people are like. Oh, he actually wasn't first black president. He, sorry to make their voice in like a dumb voice because <laughs> like now I'm just. No, it's it's no, he, but yeah, so that's what he's, we do, right? Yeah, he, no, he's not the first. Uh, John Hansen was a Moor, and he look him up. <laughs> you look him up. First of all, his picture's white. Okay, okay? I know it's a drawing, but anyways, <laughs> then you look him up, and they'll even say on Wikipedia, it's like uh, it'll say he wasn't even the the president of the United States. Like that wasn't his office title. It was something before the president's uh, or the United States was actually signed into a country. So it's like he was the. Uh, president to the Congress select of the da, 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 like it was some other thing. Right? What, what would have been so? First of all, whether he was black or not, you're already lost on like <laughs> he's already point. not the president. Yeah, so yeah. he can't be the first black president <laughs> yeah. or white or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then you look it up further, and it's like some black comedian slash author started this rumor in on the internet, and like you know it'll give you a year like uh, 2006 or seven or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But the people who believe it, regardless of everything I'm saying, the people who who just choose to believe it off the bat or whatever, they're always going to argue with you and say, they'll have, always have something. They'll say, well, you, you only looked at Wikipedia. <laughs> look at uh, others. Say, Well, then you look at, I look at your source or whoever's source and it's k- k- the real first black president.com or something <laughs> like that. That's, that's not a credible source for, for the discussion yeah. of who was the first black Clearly president. Clearly that, that website would be a little bit biased. A little biased yeah, based on the another. name. Um, I think... I think, I mean, I don't know who you're getting into these discussions yeah. with, but I'm assuming they're not pro-Obama people. Uh, who believe that he wasn't the first? No, who be- who just like him, you know, because I, I feel mm-hmm. like people are just coming up with shit to say, you know what, his legacy is not a big oh, deal. Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? He right. wasn't even the first, but... Cause, That's a good one. You know yeah. what I mean? Because... Yeah. Cause, cause, I'll say it is both supporters and non-supporters. We'll say I've he seen, was not I've the first black yes, president. Yes, because some of them will be uh, black, so they'll just say... Uh, yeah, sure, uh, you know, I agree with that, or something, uh, it's just, there's a such thing as the history books, you know, there's right. this whole argument with people where you either believe the mainstream story, or you're in the know, and you've watched <laughs> the documentaries and the Alex Jones, and you've watched right. the Zeitgeist when it first came out, yeah, and you watch yeah, Waking yeah. Life, and you watch, <laughs> so like, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty, I'm, t- I'm talking about a person that I've been guilty of being, of and course. sometimes I'm still guilty of being, I'm not trying to tell people that they're you know what i'm saying that they're not right in some sense or whatever. of course but, but it takes that kind of underground and anti-establishment thinking along with 
the mainstream story is sometimes right. Yeah. It's not always wrong, right? There's not always nefarious uh, motives for things, although uh, many times there is, mm-hmm. especially in politics and war and, you know, all the big the, deal The things. big things. Yeah, yeah There's absolutely. a lot of secrecy. Uh, secrecy? That's not a word. <laughs> secrecy. Secrecy. Um, There's then, no uh, doubt about that. I mean, it's it's tough. Okay. How, okay. When When's as far back as you can remember having been interested in, uh, like the let's say spiritual metaphysical mm. uh mm. let's even say like aliens or okay. just anything on the outskirts right. of uh like what's as far back as you being a, a, a child that you can remember starting to get into that type of stuff you know when you ask that question my brain starts running and i think first what comes to mind is uh actually growing up in a religious household mm-hmm. so in a way although there was dogma involved in in the traditions and all that of the the Dutch Calvinist Christian reform type, they it still opened my mind, I guess, to yeah. right. I could consider maybe Absolutely. like a friend at my at a younger ages that had atheist parents who were even openly like said to me as a kid, like, "Oh, you got your your family shouldn't believe in that stuff," right? <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh, whatever, I don't know, I just believe it." And they're like, "No, well." Some of them maybe did, weren't open up to those ideas of metaphysics and stuff like what right. is outside of the earth? Is there a God watching us? Can mm-hmm. he hear my thoughts? Exactly. Uh, different things like that. But 100%. the other thing that comes to mind is drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, LSD for one. Weed yeah. for sure. But like yeah. LSD and mushrooms are definitely out of this world. Obviously. <laughs> that certainly, uh, you know, uh, a breakthrough. Um I would say, like, uh, similarly, like, I went to Catholic school, and a lot of people, not that my family was religious, but my background is, like, Italian and French, so, like, Mm -hmm. European Catholic sort of thing, right? But my parents were never super religious, never, we never were forced to go to church or anything like that. But I went to a Catholic school, and a lot of people look back on uh, people who end up coming out of, like, realizing that the Roman Catholic Church is this or that, and mm-hmm. they're hoarding all the money, or they're hoarding all the art, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people become super cynical about it, and they go, oh, you know, I wish I'd never gone to Catholic school. They made us pray. They made us this and that. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, I'm kind of thankful for that experience for the same reason that, that you just said you were sort of thankful for having a religious It gave background. you something to question, right? Right. It, it sort of opens you to, uh, A, life after death, Right, first of all. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you're already thinking about death and what comes after that when you're a kid, uh, that's, you know, that can open your mind totally, right? Yeah. And then for me, it was like, uh, I remember going to the school library and and getting like UFO books. There was like a little section. yeah. Yeah. And I was probably like eight or nine. Yeah. Um, and then when, you remember how you used to have to write speeches, like there was that one yes, time. Yes, I was going to say that too, sorry to interrupt, but grade four was, I did the my four, speech on space. I did UFOs, I did UFOs. Okay, that's more exciting than mine. I just did <laughs> like, even space Mars is, like, is 9,000, I just recited facts. You know so what, I'm, really... but, but even most of the other kids were doing like, you know, cats or, <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm true, saying? True, true, true. But so so even at that young of an age, and then nine eleven happens. Yes. So I sort of think that nine eleven for people who were young, that was either a a, a mind opener, yeah, where they started to question things, yeah. or they were already sort of into like esoteric metaphysical things, mm-hmm. and then. You know, the mainstream reality, I mean, the mainstream media might just be a complete lie sort of hits you at the age of 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, know? I was about like, a, yeah, 12, 13. Yeah, yeah. I was 11. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I remember back then even thinking like 
something <laughs> something's fishy about this well, story. The whole thing, you know? and I, I figured we were going to get into this too for some reason because I think we've had these discussions on Facebook a lot right. about. I know there's so many things we agree on, but there's definitely probably some things we there we probably is, on, which yeah. is cool to explore that. But it is. 9-11 definitely was, regardless of what you look at it as, it was uh, mind expanding is not even like a word good enough. Like for us millennials, beyond, it was it was it was the turning point of the century. Like, shocking. It was, yeah. To even was, witness that footage. Yeah. 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 Uh, filmed from all these different angles. Yeah, and Like nothing had ever been experienced in the world. Like no. there had been don't like disasters worse than that and attacks and as far as number of war, deaths, as oh, yeah, far as like number world of war two whatever yeah yeah of course but, but as far as what event? was covered yeah. and like uh-huh. the carnage that was witnessed yeah. and uh and the way everybody in the world knew about it it was like the humans all were looking at the same thing at that's, the same time i've said that before man that's a good way of, of putting it is that we were all paying and because of that coinciding with the technology mm-hmm. like tv and the internet and everything Clearly, this was the first time in human history that such a level of magnitude of an event occurred from one side, uh, you know, influence from one side of the world to, to another over the ocean, kind of like a right. crazy, like a Pearl Harbor type thing where we were all watching it mm-hmm. live pretty much. Like Pearl Harbor, people weren't watching it live, I assume. You probably <laughs> the radio and stuff? I don't know. Right, exactly. They, they, there was reports of probably minutes knew about after. it shortly after, mm-hmm. right? But like my dad saw the second plane hit live. Like He was it, in New York? Well, or he, he on the TV in right, the sense yes. he was in Toronto at the time, but he was watching like there was after the first plane. We hit, saw it in class. They nobody knew what it was. Made us watch it. Yeah, after the first, like in between yeah, the two yeah, planes hitting, yeah. that's fucked. Yeah, uh-huh. all all that happened. Uh, maybe I was a little bit younger than you. I was in like grade six. Yeah, but um, but they just came on the PA and they said, "Oh, there's been plane crashes." Like we're Did just going to say school? a prayer. No, we stay, stayed at school, and my mom picked me up and she's like. So, like, what do you know about today? And I'm just like... I I she just didn't want the news. She just wanted you to tell her. <laughs> she was trying to want to hear happened. it through the innocent perspective of a child. Yeah. Um, no, she's like, well, you know what? Just turn on the TV. It's going to be on every channel. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she's like, figure it out for yourself kind of thing. Make your own sort of assumptions. Peeled your eyes back with tape. Yeah, and, and like... I think that <laughs> that was one thing where, like... Uh, Everyone has, like, you're sort of forced to look at where do I stop believing? Everyone has a different point where they yes. stop believing the official story. Yeah, right? what, I call it camps. Like, what camps? Right, like, I, and I'd say where you and I differ is you, you, I stop believing in the official story a little bit earlier than you do. Likely. And, but we can even discuss <laughs> this. We could probably figure out that, who knows, maybe we actually stand closer than we think. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, as far as, like, like even me and I was talking to you earlier about Nick. My best friend Nick is that he'll he'll we'll agree on so much of things, but he'll always talk about Tower Seven till the nth degree. Like he won't stop okay. talking about Tower Seven. Is there and, not something to that though? Yeah, it, but like it. So yeah, but it, now <laughs> it depends, right? This is this is where this is one of those. Uh, this is, this is, nobody will understand this metaphor, but if you've ever been inside the Thoth. In, in the bridge in the 406 this is no. where you get into the little tunnel and you have to dig through the next chamber there's like chambers <laughs> that you go in so nobody will understand that but whatever okay that's for me let's um, roll with it like you know yeah tower seven was crazy now okay now we can venture off into what we think right the official story is it was hit by debris from the falling buildings or the the falling debris whatever i mean there were people falling okay? right and it caught fire and the fire Somehow, and again, I'm, I'm could be butchering the official story. Of the course, the fire somehow led to the building's collapse. Now, people say 
it looks this is the quote okay this is what people say and you can correct me again <laughs> it looks like a controlled demolition right a lot of people say that about the main building. Some I, I, people say it about only Tower 7, and they don't say it about the others. I right? will say, I will come out Go. now <laughs> and say that I, from when I was a and maybe this is just me sticking to the nostalgia of how I felt when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but the physics of a tiny plane hitting a skyscraper yeah. and that and, and it collapsing yeah. doesn't make sense. That, that building des- was decimated yes. by something a very small fraction of its size. It's almost. It almost seemed. But like don't it, forget about the fuel. Now I know this is where people say jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but it just can. It just. That's just my argument. Look it up. Look at the engineering. Like actual. No, just look up like on the conspiracy site. Okay. Uh, I'm talking to everyone right now, right? Uh, yeah, of course. The people always go to this. The jet fuel. Fuel. Well, it's not the jet fuel. Again, I'm not an engineer or I'm not a physicist. No. I'm not a chemist. I didn't get good marks in chemistry. I got like <laughs> 51. They just passed me barely. Like, uh. You know, I'm willing to – here's my stand. I'm willing to admit that I'm not as smart as engineers or people – physics uh, majors or any science-thinking people, right? Right. So I'll deviate a little bit from this. This is a bit of a – a bit of a – people might say it's a cop-out in some weird philosophical way. But when I look at guys like Sam Harris, uh, anybody smart that's like really smart, <laughs> like Richard Dawkins or any – name a person, I guess, who who – is out there in the public eye, in the media, Joe Rogan or any of these people, right? right. In the Other than Eddie Bravo on his show, they don't really, they don't believe 9-11 was an inside job. Oh, sorry. Now I'm getting, I'm, I'm devising, I'm uh, dividing the camps again, right? Now I'm going to like, right. was it an inside job or not? Da, 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 da. Whether it was a controlled demolition, um, you had Brian Dunning, he was a skeptic and he was on Joe Rogan one time. They had a great like 20 minute, 30 minute thing where they mm-hmm. wouldn't stop talking about and replaying the video of Tower 7. And okay. Joe kept saying, come on, that looks like controlled demolition. And, you know, Joe's not even a full, he's not, a, he's not even an inside job guy. He, you know, but regardless. He's open to He's the open idea. to things. And this yeah. other guy was just saying, uh, it doesn't to me. It just doesn't. It, you know, and that's an argument where those two people can never really... Right. They can just only they can only uh disagree. They just can't unless one of them just goes, "Okay, you're right. It look it's a perception. You're explaining a perception that you have." Right. Of Absolutely. how it looks, that, right? That's true. Like I I can honestly say until September 11th, I had never heard of in my life. Well, a plane's not, never hit a building before though. But not that's even the thing. just planes, but just a building being on fire making it fall down. Like that's crazy to me. I like I've heard of house fire. I've seen a house fire. The house doesn't collapse. Yeah, but look how tall their buildings were. Okay, but other buildings have been on fire before and not collapsed. Not that big. You know what I mean? I, maybe again, it wasn't I, just I, fire, I was a kid though. when it happened, so I. But I it wasn't just fire. We're talking because Tower Seven, and then there's the two buildings that got hit. Why? Right. Those buildings, the. I mean, what are they, 747s? Seven, yeah. That's a big-ass plane. Like, yeah, it's small compared to how big compared the building is. Compared to a skyscraper, yeah, yeah. But basically, I, know I always struggle with different ways to explain this stuff. Because it's not to say that I didn't watch the Zeitgeist when it first came out. And I was all, I didn't think you had to pay taxes in the States. <laughs> and, stuff. Like, and then look what happens to Wesley Snipes and stuff. And uh, yeah. these people, you, you have to pay taxes. There yeah. might be some art. There's people who have sued the Congress or, the, or, or sued, not Congress, but like the IRS or whatever for like saying, oh, in the Constitution, it really just says um, this and this. So I actually don't have to pay income tax. And then they mm-hmm. go, hmm, let's review what you really think here. And then the guy ends up like losing like it's just it's just even if you think the constitution says one thing 
to go and in the re- physical reality and like deny that you have to pay taxes, you're going to end up in a jail cell, right? So this is a weird way of me getting back to watching the Zeitgeist because that the Zeitgeist had that as a section. It also had the section about Jesus and how other yes. religions have a character that's like that, resembles that Jesus, was, and we should get into that too. That, I'd love to talk. But about the that. other part is how 9/11 was an inside job. Right? Yes, there was a big section on that. Yeah, yeah. so. That definitely tripped me out when I was younger and opened me up to thinking like the, like that. Okay, so here... But there's so many things I could disagree with with that movie, so of go Of course. On. So, uh, okay, so here's something, like, you are very, like, I don't want to share it unless it's been proven fact, and, and that's great. There needs to be as many sure. people like that as possible because there's a, a, a horrible shortage of that. Yeah. Um, in the same token, I do believe in... Uh, going to the extreme mm-hmm. just to get people to think. Mm-hmm. And I think and, and through experience, again, like in a way going to Catholic school was being exposed to the extreme version of uh, spirituality where there's a man in the sky who's saying this right. is good, this is bad. Sort of un- very surreal so I, thing. Right. Though I don't agree with any of that, it opened my mind. True, right? true. I uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, UFOs was the next thing for me. Yeah. Though, I, though I now I'm like, well... <laughs> I highly doubt that they're coming and visiting us. Although I fully believe there's life out there somewhere. Um, it, it was still something that I was exposed to. That was an extreme that opened my mind. Yeah. And then nine 11 was the next thing where I, I, the internet was starting to buzz around that time. The timing with which all that happened was wild. It's so perfect. Like everything, but you notice it with big things. I find, um, you know, I remember a distinct moment where, you know, my dad, like some kids get caught watching porn. My mm-hmm. dad walked in and he's like, what are you doing reading about Freemasons? I was like 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I have a distinct memory of like the dollar bills, the pyramid yeah. with the eye and reading about all that. Now I'm like, okay, you know, these conspiracy theories are a little bit far-fetched, but yeah, it still got me thinking. I understand that, and I would say that I would frame it in this way: that like those um, those extreme, say someone giving you that extreme point of view, could be a catalyst to opening your mind to that. But what matters to me is the conclusion that you reach mm-hmm. after that, right? So I do agree that those things can be like yeah, valuable, they, they valuable in a way. They whether it's whatever, whether it's a documentary that you did, not even about nine eleven, but say I don't know, like those. Uh, how about like those health documentaries now that are fat, like the food ink right. stuff and different right. things? You know, a lot of them are like super biased and you realize that like a lot of the facts were wrong. Like Ancient Aliens is a good example. Great. There's you, that's, that's perfect. You know, it, it totally – I could see it for that point of view, right? It, I, I don't agree with everything they say. In fact, it's, it's – it's, I don't agree with anything really They're, of their conclusions. Yeah, they, they say ridiculous shit. They, they make but, up numbers though. They collect numbers. <laughs> you know? But I, I think it's so important that we do look at super it old opens shit your mind and be like, what yeah. else could this have been? That's so true. That's um, true. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that – and that's where I would like would segue it into uh, into music in a sense is like, um, you know, I sort of try to do that with music with like, you know, I'll do some extreme swaggy shit. Mm-hmm. And having done like super like lyrical boom bap shit in the past, like yeah. 
I just try to like give somebody the extreme version of something and then just for them to be like, okay, like maybe there's something to this where an intelligent yeah. person can do those make goofy fun songs. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. An intelligent person can enjoy a, a goofy fun song that's yeah, not party saying anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's where I sort of think hip hop is right now where people need to realize that a lot of these people that are making this fun, goofy party music. Mm-hmm. They're not stupid people just because their music is uh, not necessarily trying to inform the masses mm-hmm. of the injustices in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's more value almost than just getting people to turn their brains off and have a good time sometimes if it's if the person behind it is doing it with that intention intelligently and yes. it's not just pure dumb yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's sort of where I think people don't open their minds to the idea that, you know, Maybe Riff Raff is a fucking super genius. Like, you don't know. Maybe you he know doesn't I mean? really talk like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know. Like, he could just be play. But that's you, what he'll say have in to... interviews, right? People call, people call up, right? And, like, make fun of him. And be like, yeah. you shut, man, boy, shut your ass up. You need to. And then he'll be just like, you need to understand. You, you figure it out, basically. Is the, is right. The, is the MO. It's like. There's a great uh, there's a great video on Adam Sandler on the internet by uh, by Filthy Frank, who mostly does filth internet shit but he's sort of a parody artist in himself he's sort Mm -hmm. of he's one of those extreme people he'll he takes the internet uh guy to the extreme uh in a lot of ways but anyway he has this one video where he breaks down adam sandler it was right after pixels came out okay he was just sort of saying like here's a guy who who's successful no matter what you know what i mean uh Maybe it's some sort of fourth dimensional form of comedy Mm -hmm. for him to make these really bad movies and have all his friends in them who aren't necessarily super talented or funny. Yeah. Like, like it's again, all I'm not a joke. taking it's it. All a ruse or it's something? all that's the fucking joke. And that Adam was, Sandler walks funny. around with like a shirt with the troll face on it, yeah. and he's got all this money, and all his friends are rich, and he makes movies that get panned by critics. Yeah, yeah. People he, still he go really and does. see them. They suck. I've seen them. As if Adam Sandler doesn't know these movies. Like right, I don't think yeah, right. I don't think he's a stupid man. Punch Drunk Love is one of the best films ever made. <laughs> As if Adam Sandler doesn't know Pixels is shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe these people are smart. That's true. Who make this stupid stuff, this stupid content. Not all of them. The person who opened my mind to this was the bass god, man, Lil B. And that's, okay. and that's why he's a legend to me. It's just sort of, he just sort of showed that uh, effortless creativity has value to it. It's just sort of Isn't what's that weird, flowing. though? Because a lot of people don't... But... That those artists always trip me out, like whether it's Riff Raff or Annie Milnakis or any of these strange rappers like mm-hmm. Lil B or um, even Soldier Boy, right? To a degree, I know you're a fan of Soldier Boy, right? I like Soldier Boy. Yeah. No, uh, you know he's another one of these rappers that gets just constantly mocked, mm-hmm. but also streams on streams on streams. Like he's getting plays ever since he came out. The ringtone era, it was he's, all that he's been he, steady. He started the ringtone rap thing, and, and, every, and, and maybe uh, Chingy was like a precursor. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. That era to me, I have, okay, let me just, I, okay, I got to try to organize my thoughts. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. let's go, yeah. <clears throat> I look at things from a, like a philosophical perspective, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I value sort of like, you know, I, the idea of someone going to the extreme to open somebody's mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the, the opening of the mind is more important than then the, the specific the information that was <laughs> given to that person. interesting way to look right? at it, yeah. Uh, because to me, philosophy is like... It's more theorizing. You're not looking for the answer. You know that there is no answer. You're just sort of coming mm-hmm. up with theories. So with hip-hop, I sort of have this theory that's called the... I like to call it the uh, 
the Tupac and Biggie compensation theory. Okay, good. So Tupac and Biggie were sort of the crux of uh, underground lyrical rap being able to be commercial and have hit hit records and right, all that, right, right? right? Before that, you had your commercial rappers like your Run DMCs. Mm-hmm. Um, there were lyrical commercial rap. Like Big Daddy Kane was pretty lyrical. Yeah, and sure. he was, you know what I mean? There were exceptions. Don't get me wrong. KRS There's exceptions. Like, There's exceptions, of yeah. course. But Tupac and Biggie, as far as mass popularity goes, yeah. as in popular to like people white who people didn't know, like dads, let's say white like people, white dads know people who, who didn't know rap music pre- previously, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, they might have known like the, you know, here's your chance to do the hump, but they didn't know lyrical rap like uh, your KRS-1s and rock hymns and whatnot. Right, so right. So Tupac and Biggie were sort of like, here's commercial rap that is lyrical. Uh, and then it became all right. This is something, you know. We're really onto something. This is a this is a huge culture. This is not just something going on in small hoods it here and there. Has longevity. It can be poetic. It can be Absolutely. entertaining, party dancey. Right. Like so, these two people die. Yeah. Right. Twenty five years old, both of them. Twenty five, fucked yeah. up. You know. Obviously, there's a mind opening thing. I wish I was old enough to have that be uh, a big event in my life like right. 9-11 was. Right. Because I would have, like, I did go through phases when I first discovered Tupac where I believed he was alive. And shit. Yeah. That was one of those, yeah, that was yeah. one of those things, right? Seven-day theory. So anyway, Tupac and Biggie died. And again, you know, for, for hip-hop heads out there uh, who get picky about the history and stuff, yeah, yeah. I'm sensitive to that too. So if I'm making mistakes in the timeline mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. I fully apologize. And I like to consider myself well-versed. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm not perfect. So my, my theory is loosely this. Okay. okay. So you've got Pac and Biggie reached that sort of peak as far as at that time mm-hmm. of lyrical and commercial being able to reach the masses. Okay. They die off. They're replacements. Okay. Yeah. Biggie is sort of replaced by Mace. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mace is smooth. Ladies man. Talks some gangster so stuff. So smooth. More of a flow kind of guy. Yeah. He's on Bad Boy, but that's not part of it, right? right, right. Just happens to be the case. Right. Mace is the new Biggie, right. right? The new Tupac is DMX. Okay. Loud. Uh, aggressive. Coming from the gut. Aggressive. <laughs> no shirt on. Fuck the police. Yeah. Fuck this and that. That's that side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So from there, I need to catch my breath for a moment. <laughs> from there, yeah. it continues branching off. Mm. You get. Uh, Oh man, there it's like been... people trying to fill that fill that void, right? But it, not even trying to. It they just, just naturally fill those voids. The vacuum for the was masses, there. It needed to be there, right? right the right, the right. vacuum was there sure. when Pac and Biggie died. Yeah, it was like ISIS. The desire was there. Every <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. ISIS. People needed that because we realized this is great. Tupac and Biggie, they're lyrical. They're, they're back. They're telling stories. They just now like, they're yeah. gone and there's this void, right? You have okay. You know, Shine he, sounded more like Biggie, like sorry, vocally, vocal than Mace. Tone, but yeah, but yeah, he I wasn't did. as popular as Mace. Sure, you know, sure. I'm talking popularity. And here Mace too. didn't last too much longer after that, eh? Like, no, exactly. Like, anyway, um, I may be missing. You know, uh, Nas and Jay Z fall somewhere. Jay Z sure, more sure, on the Biggie sure. side of things. Nas more on the Tupac side of things. Right, but you're talking immediately after. That makes sense right. to me. Immediately after, uh, yeah. Right, and then you, it hits the year 2000. You get. Uh, shortly after the year 2000, yeah. you get 50 Cent uh-huh. and Kanye West. Okay. So now on the Mace side of things, 
We've got the Kanye, who's okay, gotten I'm even more. This. You know, you understand? Mace is one of Kanye's favorite rappers. There you go. Okay. Kanye, very smooth. Yes. Uh, when lyrical. he talks, it's very clear, very mm-hmm. lyrical. Speaks in very simple English. Okay. Uh, yeah. But also metaphors, very clever at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more musical, more uh, rhythmic, and whatnot. And Fifty Cent uh, was and then the Fifty Cent D- was uh, on the sorry, Tupac side the of things. Side. Okay. Tupac slash DMX. More gangster, okay. Uh, taking things further to that side of the pendulum as far as being hard and raw and okay. gangster and this okay. and that. Whereas Kanye was musical and smooth and witty and clever. Okay, right? that's an interesting transition. Or the way you describe these pathways is interesting because I would agree with them in many ways, but then I would find myself I know there's weird the things two up right? or something. Like, right, yeah, and yeah. There, and there's stuff along the middle too. Like sure, I said, Eminem sure. might fall somewhere in the middle. He's obviously a huge thing in there, right? You can't ignore his impact on the game. But for the sake of this theory, again, yeah, yeah. it's like a beautiful um, mind. We should like put up posts on the wall, you and know? connect all the dots. And to me, again, that's the thing with philosophy is like it can be a theory for the sake of a theory, just right. to make you think of how right. this culture sort of moved, right? Yeah, yeah. As you go further along, <laughs> right? So now we're at Fifty Cent and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. You go further along the Kanye stream, you get Kid Cudi. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now he's somebody who is. Uh, soulful, sing-songy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he takes that smoothness and and songwriting talent and creativity. Dresses different to a further level. Skinny jeans. Yeah, that's the non-gangster route. It's ironic that the Biggie route, because Biggie was gangster. Sure, too. sure, sure. But again, my idea is that this thing grows further and further okay. apart okay. as it goes along. Right. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi on one side, mm-hmm. Soldier Boy on the other side. Okay, interesting. Now Sol- we're real Fifty crazy, Cent huh? evolves into Soldier Boy, <laughs> right? Right. Kanye West evolves into Kid Cudi. Right, okay. Okay. Okay, so now you've got both these two branches. Okay. Base God comes along. Okay. Right? Does he fuse the two? No. He sort of blows the whole fucking thing up. Okay. Because that's when you had lyrical people who were starting to be like, okay, this 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 corny sort of soldier boy ringtone thing is super popular. We can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it or not. Getting plays. Right. And then that went along further with what we see today. You know, the Soldier Boys evolved into the the little yachties and whatnot. Okay, right. I feel that. But where Lil B like sort of exploded things is that's when you started having some of the Kid Cudi elements mm-hmm. of the singing. You know, the even like auto tune and stuff show up on the gangster trap side. Okay. Now these trap gangster Soldier Boy uh, side of things. Are do, using auto tune and coming with melodies right, and right, this right. and that, and that's where we are now. Right. You know, you've got lyrical people that do unlyrical things. You've got gangster people that yeah. do uh, corny party songs. You've got that are singing. You know what I mean? Like sure, you've sure. got rappers that will kill you <laughs> that step into a studio and go, ah, yeah, 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 do weird put an auto tune. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it exploded, and I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Whereas some people will go, you know old hip-hop was hardcore mm. fucking uh you know these guys weren't getting in the booth and singing you know what i mean but it's like they're doing music i think even yeah <laughs> uh, i think even with the the whole uh talking about the golden age of, of hip-hop whether you talk about the 80s the original golden age or like the kind of 90s golden age that's talked about with like illmatic basically mm-hmm. um you know it's always a it's always a hearkening back to the illmatic days with people, especially people yeah. who are a bit older than us. And that, and that was important to me. To Illmatic's one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. You know? yeah. But I listen to fucking Young Thug. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't listen to Illmatic now. I love it. 
Yeah, it, it's. I know that it's objectively better music than yeah, yeah. than well, like a future I, fuck up some commas. Sure, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah, but but what are you going to live in 1993? Not only that, but it's the mood or of the 91? world right now. Like the mood of the world right now is yes. trap. Yeah, boom, yeah. fuck like fuck it, party. You know what I mean? Like go ape, have fun. Throw on a crazy fucking beat and let that be. And it doesn't have to what be Young Thug. The There's other Young Thug is similar. pretty lyrical, sure. although people don't recognize. Well, him people for don't that. understand what he's saying, but well, that's I, a different <laughs> issue altogether, right? You know? But yeah, he's that's why he's not the perfect example of like ignorant. Let's just say Yachty because he's the sure. he's the he's right the guy now. right now, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, um, well, see, I just don't understand the. Uh, in any case, just just being like, no, it's only the old shit is good, the new shit's bad. Well, maybe you're just not looking enough for the good new shit, right? And it, I can understand a lot it. of good new yeah. shit. But what, what? I guess people's people get uh, Haiti when not the country, but the emotion with an E Y in the end. People get Haiti when there's like a Nicki Minaj or a Young Thug who gets all these plays, right? Whether they're musicians or not, they. They feel like, uh, I don't know, they just get mad that someone's popular, <laughs> that's right? right? You know, I, I don't understand that. And that's, you know, that's, again, I like to keep going back to Lil B, but, like, if you're getting mad at these people, that's the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. I sort of had a moment myself. I hated Drake for a long time. Uh-huh. I, I got into fights with people I loved. Yeah. <laughs> like, how could you look me in the eyes and tell me Drake's one of the best rappers on the planet right, right now? Right, like, right. That's, that's insane. Yeah. Eventually, I hit a point where Baby, I was like, my everything. wait a minute. The fact that I am getting so passionate about this is why he's so great. Sure. He makes stuff that he's equally hated as love. Everybody yeah. who is big in 2016, 2017 yeah. is equally hated as love. Sure. Kanye West, you have as many people that think he's a fucking idiot. Douchebag is the word people Douchebag, use. and then Stupid equal word. as many people who think he's a goddamn genius, if yeah. not less. Those are the two words. Those are literally the two words. <laughs> Douchebag and genius. genius. I know you and I are both in team genius for Kanye I West. I think we are, but I'm, I am flirt got, with the other team no, sometimes. Like, I've had my moments with him where I'm like, yeah. I'm done with Kanye. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. This guy, you know, had these be- did, did the new slaves thing, had all these beautiful rants about how uh, you know, uh, you know, fashion is designed to to uh, to discriminate black people and whatnot. And then he puts out sneakers that are that are you know the most expensive fucking sneakers in the world. That's and exactly like, what he what was. What are you being contradictory for? And he's like, just wait. He's like, just wait. It's gonna get cheaper. I'm working on it. You know, Trump supporter. <laughs> you know his rant where he just went crazy. Yeah, the, poor guy. Know. He actually went crazy. I, I don't like. I feel like I must be crazy because that that rant on stage was sane as fuck to me. Other than the Trump stuff was a little weird, but uh, you know yeah. he he sort of said uh, when he went into that whole thing about why is Drake and DJ Khaled's song by far the most played thing. It's like sure. there's there's something to that, and he even came out and said like you know I'm super talented. Drake is super talented. Mm-hmm. Kid Cudi is more talented than either of us as a songwriter. <laughs> Why is his shit not on the radio? He's got new singles right now. He's got yeah. new albums. They have commercial appeal. Yeah, but why did why do we always want to know the answers to those questions? Like why why can't Kanye just sit and say, you know what? If a thousand or ten thousand people listened and are conscious to that side of things, like the Kid Cudi or my music, my music or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's a million people listening to Drake. Why does Kanye have to get so irate about it and like go that's on Kanye, stage? And, yeah, but that's Kanye. But that's uh, the beautiful thing about the, him. He's another example of someone that 
takes things to the fucking extreme. And I'd rather he think. say that shit than not say it. Any of the things Absolutely. he said. Whether, you know what was the big one? That interview he did on the BBC, whatever that music station was called. It was the first one where he said, I am a god. And they do that gif of yeah. him all the time. Oh, yeah. That one. I, I loved listening to that at the time it came out because it, it was so polarizing. That was like Napoleon oh, Dynamite yeah, that for people. Was it. That made people either love or Napoleon hate Napoleon Dynamite. But like, for, like how you just said, you agreed with or you thought that was the most sane thing you ever heard when he said that stuff. For me, I felt like that about at least that interview. When he was talking oh, about yeah. being God and stuff, people get so turned off by that Oh, my thing, God. But... That was beautiful, man. I, I, more people should be making those types of statements. Maybe I was biased in some way because I had already been a f- super fan of his music, but it had also like inspired me in, in very like uh, integral ways in my life. So I was such a fan a stan yeah. of him. That <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I missed that turn, man. Yeah. I wonder I... when that's going to stop. I don't think it will. No, I don't think it will. That's one of Eminem's so good. permanent Legacy. impact. Yeah. Stan, man. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. But I, I just, I, I got what he was saying because it wasn't new to me. So to some people, it was new to them, and they were like, "Ooh, what's this guy talking about? This guy's fucked." Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, and even just the concept of of man of humans being God, more or less, not even just humans, but to me, life. In that's general. an that's an endless conversation, and I think people get so turned. It's so hard to. It's the word God has been say destroyed. That word. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like if you can let go of your hangups about the word God, yeah. it's actually quite useful. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. It does describe the indescribable. You know, and I yeah, think that's it's a placeholder <laughs> word for what we're trying to describe. Yeah. The universe is a placeholder word. What's a universe? Exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? There's no universe. Yeah. It's just the it, it's it isness. Is. The isness. Yeah. It's you know what I mean? So like but that's so true. When you have that sort of when you hear Kanye say, Yeah, I'm God. Like if you have a sort if of a spiritual understanding, you're like, Yeah, he is yeah, God. He's news. a creator. You know what I mean? Yeah, because what, he's God and he's telling you, you're God too. That's yes. why I used to listen to Chaos so much. Chaos's first album. Oh, man. Although he was like a Jehovah's Witness, and I believe he was he's actually referring to God in more of that sense. He was a big proponent of Krishnamurti, Jiddu Krishnamurti, the, the Oh, the my Indian God. I, I watched his documentary like a month ago. Ooh, yeah. So a I, Silent Mind. Yeah. So I don't know if you've read any of his books and stuff. Like, I haven't read. I've listened to I'm his I'm a stan of him. I've had him oh, in my life man. for a long time. Well, Alan Watts, I'm a stan of Alan yeah, Watts. Yeah, I like him too. And he uh, he references Krishnamurti a lot. A lot. Yeah. So he was sort of a student, similar ideas a student of him in about. a way. Yeah. And even the way in which he talks is very similar too. Yeah. It's not about coming to conclusions so, so much, but it's about... Uh, open dialect or an open thinking with the speaker and the listener at the same time mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he explores ideas but he he very he stays far away from ideologies he just talks about it's hard to describe without reading or listening to him you yeah, know yeah absolutely um but uh chaos was a lot about that he was all about uh, uh you know one bar was like but i'm free in the sky me myself and i word or something he's talking about uh everyone thinks they know about the thing high unknown Put their thoughts on a throne, then they name it G-O-D. Colonize <laughs> you and me, but I'm free in the sky, me, myself, and I. Word. Yeah, that's uh, right? beautiful, man. See, that that exact same set of bars might turn some people off and be like, this guy's yeah, talking about religion. What do you mean you're God? What are you, Kanye? <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like, right? No, that's, see, that's, uh, you know, some people are just, you've, okay, this is something we just mentioned, Alan Watts, he talks about this a lot, it's just like, uh, the whole, this, like, again, I'm all for science and exploration. I just think that, uh, this whole science, uh, as in the universe is sort of this mechanical thing with, uh, parts that, you know, 
is sort of almost just a backlash. Determinism and just Newtonian <laughs> Everything's sort everything. of a machine, and yeah. it's just this big, stupid, mindless thing that mm-hmm. just goes, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was sort of a backlash to the extreme religious thinking that people... That there's know, a guy in the sky, and he disagrees. Right, people decided... What? Like that? That's not the case. Now we're going to go extremely to this fucking science end of things where everything is a cold, yeah. soulless machine. Yeah. And we're still coming out of thinking that like you're lame if you don't think that you know you're an idiot you're like you you've been raised by stupid religious people. Yeah. If you don't think that this universe is just a cold, soulless machine then you're you're sensitive. You like you're not thinking of things scientifically. Sure, you're being hopeful. Sure. You're this or that. Yeah. Uh, I just look at it as another branch of yeah. of discovery of the same fundamental things that religions are looking to discover, you know. Totally. This, um, it reminds me of Aleister Crowley. Do you know a little bit about Aleister Crowley at all? He was like, a, he wasn't he a murderer um, or a pedophile or something? No, I don't think he did anything crazy like that. He was like a magician in like a, I don't know what the or title is. like a was. Satanist or something. He was a Satanist. I think he was a... Maybe as far as like political, maybe he's like an anarchist or something. But his, uh, I don't know what the word is for, but his line of work was like basically studying the occult and the spiritual and the the kind of like out of body things and all all the trippiness about life, all the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. But using the scientific method to study all those things, whether it was like hypnosis okay. or like controlling people or like all kinds of different See? things. Like yeah, that. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he just that's what reminds me of what you're talking about is. I really do believe that there's got to be a, a, a sort of a measured collection of both the mechanical thinking with the out of the box thinking, right? right? And just uh, putting those putting those ideas in your head, or just exploring any ideas. Explore mm-hmm. the idea that there is no afterlife. Just take it upon yourself for like a week to like right. to tell yourself. What would I do differently about my life, or how would I act if there was no afterlife? Right? Mm-hmm. Why can't people do thought experiments like that more often? All right. I think that um, you you want to, you may want to, but you just get sucked back into uh, your natural patterns of thinking yeah, yeah, uh, a little too quickly. You know, um, mm-hmm. I've I, you know I've tried, and like I'm somebody who is uh, you know philosophical. Like I spend a lot of my time thinking about this stuff, yet. Uh, still somehow the the silly little things of life you know work and girls and friends and this and that uh can totally just take you out of it you know and then you'll be next thing you know you'll go back to to the way you normally think about things and just be like whoa like uh life is that powerful to just sort of you could be totally on this path of like learning and discovery and you're doing these thoughts experiments with yourself and you're seeing results and you're watching yourself grow as a person yeah and then your girlfriend dumps you and yeah, you all of a sudden i'm that. a piece of shit uh, you know what so i mean you're not like thinking about, i'm not lovable yeah. all of a sudden all that's you know what i mean and, and i think that life continuously uh, will test you with those things until eventually you sort of see that for what it is yeah. and go, okay, uh, like, am I going to continue letting these things yeah. take me away from the exciting journey of self-discovery I'm on? This this is, I love this kind of trajectory we're going on because it reminds me of Krishnamurti again. Krishnamurti was a guy who always said, um, basically he tried to, he tried to emphasize that you are light unto yourself, right? So mm-hmm. you could spend your day in books. You're not going to find the answers in books or in Bibles or in ideologies or yeah. in groups or in camps or in protests or in anything. You're going to find the answers by questioning yourself. And 
there's a line of questioning with yourself as far as everything about your life, but it includes all those things you're talking about, such as like being dumped or like the daily sufferings, the different, like, it's not only about let's contemplate about metaphysics and, and try and be right Right. about whether there's an afterlife or not, because by time the hit time hits where you die, you don't have time to figure out like whether (laughs) you're wrong or right. You'll kind of, nobody's ever come back to tell us. No, that's right. And this is a fact that no, none of us can get around. So, you know, some people will try to argue, though. They'll say, read Robert Monroe and the journeys out of the body and read, uh, I don't know, any kind of, like, there's evidence of afterlife and da-da-da. Well, is there really? Like, the, the problem is, there's just this, kind of getting back to the scientific method, like, people like to put science off into one thing, like, science is a religion or science is a is a group of or people. It's, but or science, it's technology. Yeah, but science whatever, is a method. Yeah. Yeah, the whole point right. of the word science is it's the scientific method. All it is is, you know, from the Renaissance days and everything, it's just people looking more critically and also vetting the way they discover information. That's not to say that half the half the studies in all these scientific journals are not done properly and they find out six months or eight it months always, later that, oh, he botched the whole thing. It seems to tend to happen that Or guess way, what? Right? If something cures something in rats, doesn't mean it cures something in humans. Like, you, you share something about <laughs> berries in, in you know? Jamaica that cure something, you're like, doctor don't want you to know about this yes they do doctors want to save people's lives you know why wouldn't they right uh you know the most interesting like science communicators like i love uh tyson of course uh, because he bill nye right exactly these guys but these guys they communicate how exciting it is that they don't really know shit you know like i know all of this but I'm telling you right now, we humans, we don't know a fraction of what there is to discover. Yeah. And that is, that's the beauty of science to me is when they yeah. can say, you know what? We've discovered a lot. We've made a lot of progress. Everything we use in our daily lives is because of science. Right. But at the same time, we haven't really scratched the surface of understanding what's going on. Um, it, it's so interesting to me. Like even the, even the, like you get into the idea of the afterlife and this and that, um, it's well, like, let's like break it. Let's get deep on it because I'm thinking like go. I'm thinking like I don't know. It's maybe it's a hard answer or a hard question to answer. But what's your personal <coughs> definition of God, and what's your personal? <coughs> you know, it doesn't have to be a concrete answer. But what's your personal <coughs> feeling of whether if there's an afterlife or not, or what that might look like? <coughs> Excuse me, people. Sorry for coughing. Into my mic. <coughs> I. Uh... Again, I you know I think of this a lot. Whether you want to put it as an afterlife or just like what's the fundamental stuff of life? To me, that's almost the same question because yeah. after you are done with this body, like let's say there is something after, what would you go back to? But just the fundamental, whatever allowed like life to pop up energy, in the first place. You, just, right. you turn into light or something. Like okay, so. Something I've been thinking recently, a way I like to, I've been enjoying thinking about it, let's say. Like, okay, so you look at the timeline, let's say the Big Bang happened, we don't even know how many billions of years ago, whatever it is, like, an amount of time, an amount of time that we can't fathom, let's just put it that way. So let's almost just say, time's time, you know, time was born in in Dr. Evil quotations, stretches back as infinitely far as we can imagine. And it stretches into the future as infinitely far as we can imagine. And as does space. So we're here in these little bodies for, what, eight? let's say 80 years if we're lucky. Yeah. That means that... I'm going to lift 120, bro. 
Right. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Like, that means that this, these lives that we live are a extremely, extremely, ex- like, not even a small fraction. They're nothing compared to existence, right? Sure. So your before life and your after life is more what you are than what you yeah. are in this life. I get it. You, you will have... if if time is a thing, yeah. you will have spent more time in the before life and afterlife yes. by quadrillions of bajillions of you know than yeah. you will have in this life. Yeah. So But that just goes to the question of what is you? What is you, right? So right. I get what you're saying like your before your time before death and the time after death, like before life, universe, before you're born, yeah, the universe is going die. on. So if you are it's, by definition a part of that universe, then you do go on forever in the sense that this waking life is just one aspect of oh. the the substance that you are, the matter that you are, the energy that you are. Absolutely, we don't even have to use the word soul or or afterlife or God. These are all these. words that that put thing ideas in people's minds that are that have been overused you know what i mean we need some new words for this shit I don't think. you think that the um maybe you might agree with this that the sort of 80 years that you experience subjectively is kind of our uh how do i say this it's the game it's it's the thing you do it's the thing that you are it's you might be also arguably you know Neil Tyson will say you you were made of stardust. You know, right. people and Michael Shermer, this skeptic, I said a quote and I liked. He was like, "So is garbage. <laughs> like everything yeah. doesn't change the point that it's cool and like you are right. It has um, repercussions to talk about right. that, but it doesn't mean you're anything more special than you were before you heard that quote. Uh, of course, right? Of course. So that eighty years that you live is really the test, and whether you want to say we'd made it in a simulation or some other higher power made us or whatever it's still what it is it's a test yeah. it's suffering as the buddha said it's there's many things you can say it is it's temporal yep. see I, I like that i like that simulation word lately uh-huh. i don't know why it, it may be because it's it's becoming a thing right with vr like the matrix that's us thinking that's going now... to be <laughs> yeah the Wachowski. they used to be the wachowski brothers and now, and now the like the bernstein bears with being the bernstein Bears. it's a mandela effect oh i remember them being the brothers but they're the sisters all of a sudden well no they, they're literally they transgender <laughs> yeah i know yeah. <laughs> um but that's uh, a weird one too. But yeah, no, that is. Uh, but yeah. yeah, the fact that they were into obviously that type of thinking and ended up being. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But yeah, this simulation idea could be true. A, it's hard know, to say. It's, uh, exactly. it's a Westworld idea, right? Um, the Westworld that you know, show. Tupac Biggie compensation theory. Here's my. Uh, the, I think uh, this is Does one it I've coincide? been playing. This <laughs> no. This I, I I just like naming theories. Nice. This one that I've been toying with lately about about this world being a simulation. Uh, of sorts which i think that the end goal is not to discover something i think it is just for fun the same reason you would play a vr video game alan watts used to say you don't just play <laughs> if god doesn't play tiddlywinks or whatever that game's called where you like throw the ball and all that Whoa. he's like you'd play he, he alan watts whole thing was the universe is it's a joke f- being played like it's god playing a joke right. on himself and i fucking love that that's that's what i believe you know let me ask you this did you did you come to these sort of ideas and conclusions and then, or uh, how do I say this? For me, these things came to me through personal experience, mm-hmm. such as LSD, which I mentioned previously. 
and things like that before I actually started like reading a lot. Like okay. I didn't know about like Alan Watts or like uh, different things like Eastern philosophy so much or any sort of like I thought it was cool, but I wasn't super into it. So it was uh-huh. after you had uh, I had personal experiences that kind of divine made me think I was dying, or made me think I saw yeah. God or aliens, or I spoke to like another consciousness, or like my yeah. consciousness disappeared. Right, you lose yourself. I've been out of my body. That sounds stupid, but the that physical feeling of, of sitting on a couch and yeah, you're just too high. Like I can, if people want to reduce it to that, sure. I don't like so yeah, that's reductive but, thinking. But the the sort of swinging, sort of like you're floating and you're just swinging, like there's yeah. this vibration or right, something. Right, right. And that could just be, yeah, the tingling in my skin or whatever it was. I'm just right. saying I had the subjective experience of doing that and all kind of crazy shit like like time becomes ir- irrelevant. Like people report all this kind of stuff in, in stress situations or in meditation. or it's, it's out there. Like the idea that time can be um, shorter or longer depending subjective, on your subjective yeah. experience. So when time disappears, people call it time. Uh, you know, there's the space-time continuum. Mm-hmm. So there's an idea called time-space. I know that sounds crazy, but there's this idea that's like you can sort of by out of body experience or by heightened consciousness experiences, or maybe like shooting you with a bunch of electricity. I don't know. There's ways that you can, or maybe it's happen. It was what happens when you die, but you can experience this kind of endless infiniteness, which is not temporal, but you don't really. you don't really have a space it's body. It's not an like experience. You, yeah, you, like you – that's the idea and it kind of coincides with the idea of the fifth dimension or the afterlife. People refer to this realm that's kind of – that's what it is. It's the inverse somehow of space-time. It's what – it's some sort of like back-end to the system. Right. Like it's the back-end that's of awesome. the website. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, – you know, another Alan Watts thing is like he describes like there's uh, – you know, you have – I don't know what those pictures are called. You're an artist. You might know. But they're made by like threading a needle and you're th- as you're threading the needle through the canvas, you're making the picture. Tapestry? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. I guess it would be a tapestry. Yeah. Or um, just you know, art or something? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, uh, So he's saying, like, you know, you've got your blue backdrop for the sky, and then you've, you're seeing the birds there, right? And you're seeing them as separate birds, but if you flip around the tapestry, you'll see that to use that color for those birds, like, all those birds are connected. He's saying sort right. of on, <laughs> you know, right. on the opposite side of things, there, there's that flip side there, you know? And that's time-space. Or that's okay. I like that time because to me, that's sort of what I was getting at with like your before birth and after death. That's time like, space. That's time space. But that's you're more that than you're ever in a body. Yeah. You know, unless reincarnation is the case, which I'm totally open to. That that you can just continuously experience more more yeah. lives. Yeah. What I was getting to with the simulation is what like this. Like I, I call it the the food chain simulation theory. Whereas, like, a higher being in, let's even not even call them beings, a higher sort of entity. Um, higher which, system, maybe? Right, which we are, I think, in time-space, mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't require uh, food uh, for sustenance. It's just because right. they don't have a body. <clears throat> There's no physical or body, you're just energy. Yeah. So what if the entire idea of this simulation was just, what if we create life that has to eat each other to survive? Mm-hmm. And the the universe was created with just that idea, yeah. and then everything played out from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, different life forms came out; they had to be eaten. So many, I think, I feel like so many of our our stresses that we have are sort of inherited from evolution. Totally. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, like you worry about this thing or that thing or that thing. Well, that's just you used to be uh, yeah. consciousness used to be an animal paranoia, that was scared. Like a tool. We used you to be were scared of predators. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it's a, it used to be a valuable thing. Now sure. it is still. You know, you don't want to walk out into traffic, but yeah. it also is warning you of like unnecessary shit. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. And I think that it's almost and again, like not to say that this is specifically a simulation where they said yes, this is going to be the idea, but that's almost what it is because yeah. so many of our problems uh are uh descendants of uh just being prey yeah we were running on a program, <laughs> or being a predator yeah it's interesting see because a lot of people like to talk about the simulation theory as there's a guy uh duncan trussell would p- read a book from, uh, from the bible and he would replace uh god with the programmer the pro and then he would read <laughs> the book and it sounds really cool because it's like it's almost like the truman show in the beginning the, the, the programmer you know? created da, da, da. and then yeah. it's, you're like oh this makes more sense when you read it like this <laughs> but it could be that's a crazy idea but it could be us in the future and we developed such technology that right get, we're or there feasible is no to do that. us in the future it's just yeah. the future or, would eventually go yeah, on far enough the, where we become the space or time. the program is evolution like there's a there's a higher order system than us, which is really just a, the sum of a bunch of different other systems, and it's not maybe subjectively conscious, but those systems interacted in such a way to create, uh, you know, the primordial uh, situations that that created life. Right. And slowly over time, we developed, and then consciousness arose over possibly a combination of a lot of. Pr- uh, more primordial systems in the beings that were navigating them and doing di- like there was feedback systems, right? Where just information was traveling through the bacteria that had to right. cross against a rock or something, some distance. So early, early language. It needed almost. food, so yeah. it just it its body parts interacted in that system too. But it wasn't subjectively conscious, or conscious maybe. But over time, the amalgamation of different uh, inter- uh, things in your brain and almost and mu- stuff mutation create like, the and this is what people call an illusion of consciousness but uh, but i feel that you know that i guess that illusion of consciousness if it is an illusion is I, still a subjective experience of being conscious so it's it kind of a moot point i would call it uh i would say it's more of an an illusion of separate consciousness yes, yes <laughs> you yes, know the yes. consciousness itself is not an illusion yes i think that uh, the idea that uh, consciousness sprung out of life at some point. I don't is the illusion is an illusion. Yes, I, that makes sense. Life yeah. sprung out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. What was here before the matter? Well, nothing. But that's consciousness. What is consciousness? It's it's a blank canvas. Yes. That, now, is the key is the discrimination here that it is it there can be a con- sort of a consciousness of the systems, but it's not a sub- necessarily subjective one. Um, point consciousness where all the information like I feel like a self like it all comes to me right. I think there's a there, maybe there's a sort of consciousness that the earth has like they talk about Gaia and stuff maybe it's not necessarily subjective right. but it somehow interacts to create humans which then have sub- fully subjective experiences with a lot of cognitive ability right. and we question ourselves and all this crazy stuff till we die and it's this whole big test and game sort of like God just playing a little game with some cards or something <laughs> something to trick himself into having see it gets crazy it's like right i kind of get lost what even i'm saying but that's an area that i feel we're touching on it like it's like this yeah when you when you talk about it you almost you you become a snake trying to eat yeah, its own it's tail true. yeah yeah but yeah. i i'm totally 100 percent with you yeah. uh it, it's that sort of what my album t- not to like segue no, into a so, plug no, let's go there because uh, yeah, I <laughs> but about the album when too. you say that consciousness to me like christ consciousness. that's christ consciousness uh, i don't 
like love the word Christ consciousness because it makes people think of Jesus, which immediately puts you in one yeah. category or another. But that's also why I like it because it makes you rethink that whole idea. Yes. You know? um, and this sort of leads back into how we wanted to talk yeah, more talk, about the Christ yeah. story in general. Yeah. Uh, I sort of look at the Christ story as just sort of the human story personified into one person. Yes, you know? yeah. And that's why, I don't know if you're familiar with the, the concept of the hero's journey. Yes. Yeah, right. So that, to me, Jesus is just another hero's journey story. But like the biggest one, the guy the one that this, we the can refer to. Right, yeah. exactly. The one that we can refer to in Western right. civilization most easily because we've had it fucking shoved down our throats for, for centuries. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why Christ consciousness is a good word for it. Yeah. Um, but it's just sort of that... Uh, that that consciousness that sort of it's the realizes itself and goes yes. on a journey and then yes. returns back to itself. Yes, but that's why when we we're talking earlier about the different religions that have characters that have the same exact characteristics as him, right. it's because he's an older character. That's why I don't. <laughs> he's one of those characters. I don't right? believe he was a real person. Maybe he was. I'm not saying I know he wasn't a real person, but. In my worldview, I don't need to know that that even Muhammad, I believe, was a real guy, right? Because he's like a documented, like whatever. But in Jesus, there's there's discrepancies between whether it was this guy or that guy, and he was he was from this city or that, or you know, even Christians will argue like, oh no, he was 30 when he died, or he was 33, or he didn't come from Bethlehem, he came from this, like. What are you guys arguing about? You're not focusing on life, the real life. It's literally like 2,000 years from now if they were having these discussions. My prophet is Neo from the Matrix and your prophet is Goku. He would have that hero's arc. He would have the same hero's arc. It's just that – it's the human story. It's the oldest story, yeah. It's it's what we do. Gilgamesh, that's the first one. As far back as we trace literature and civilization, we find the same character. He was born of a virgin. All the details relate to Star Movie. I did a mm-hmm. podcast with this one guy, David Matheson, and he has this trippy blog about how all the different – in different religious texts, all the events, how they – exactly astronom- uh, astronomically how they connect with like the three wise men or the three stars of Orion's belt. But it's not just coincidental like uh, conjecture and like weird um, uh, conspiracy thinking more. It's just like kind of like um, – the fact that there's truth in religion, but it could be about right. action in life. It doesn't have to be about historical facts. Right. right? People take the truth. They want to f- say that the truth in religion is the historical facts. Right. Like, or that the Bible says only 144,000 people are going to heaven or whatever. You know, certain, I don't know if it's Jehovah's Witnesses or whatever it is, but there's one group that believes just that. Right. Like something about the 12 tribes of Judah. You know, it was supposed to be a metaphor in the beginning, but it turned into like, no, there's a concrete number. Like, this happened, only so many yeah. can, or whatever the specific belief is, like right. that, those tr- truth claims, mm-hmm. right? That's what turns people off who who get labeled as atheist or agnostic or different things because they're just like, listen, you're making claims and it sounds all nice and fine and dandy and like it sounds harmless the way you interpret your rela- uh, religion, but. I just don't know. I don't know if Jesus yeah. is a real person. You're putting it forth as fact. So I'm not going to walk around in life and say, don't you know Jesus was a real person, bro? Because <laughs> I don't know. No, so I'm not going to tell knows. my kids that. I'm not going to tell, you know, it's just, I can't say I know. I'm not lying to myself. No, That's the first step in telling it, the truth, right? is not lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's just so important to admit you don't know things. Yeah, like, it's okay to not know the answer. Yeah, we've 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 only been this this critical thinking species for, for like so such a, a tiny percentage of of how long the Earth even has existed, much less the universe. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like we've just we've just started looking into this shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, the the hero's journey is is very fascinating. You just keep it. It's like you know you're familiar with the idea of fractals. Yeah. Yeah, like it's almost like a fractal. Like the the human story is yeah. the is the is the hero's journey, is the Christ story. It's sort of what we will all go through yeah. as a species, yeah. and sort of this rising action, hitting a conflict, yeah. uh, you know, working your way through the conflict, and then having a happy ending. You know, the the, the same story. All that's those been told necessities times, in right? life. This is this is the story that humanity is going through. Uh, so we each sort of go through that story in our own lives, uh, sometimes repetitively. Every day almost sometimes. <laughs> That's another fractal, you know. You go, your whole life is that it's story, micro, and then every day is, day is, is a that story. microcosm of, of life. That's why we go to sleep. Right. People are like, why do we sleep? I ask myself this all the time. I look, I That's try to trippy, read about it Sleep stuff. is a trippy fucking thing. Like, man. I understand there's metabolic reasons and you get rest and da-da-da, but there's this question of, like, it's just a weird, odd thing. It's odd. It's this whole, tr- it's this repetitive... X amount of hours per day you need to be... Yeah, it's a wave. And it's it's almost like, yeah. Everything moves in waves It's like weird, that it's like too, preparing right? us, it's like the dream is the afterlife of... Of daily waking consciousness, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> I love that. So that's why waking life. I love waking, waking life. Waking life. Right? It's that, such a good movie. It's such a beautiful movie. That I see. I, I've only done LSD once, and um, you watched that. On and LSD? I watched waking for me. Life. It was weed. <laughs> First time I smoked weed, I watched that. <laughs> it's funny how we have di- we tie different things to different like drug. Yeah, I was talking about totally. that. Yeah, like. Uh, like for me, like when I hear anything off Kid Cudi's first mixtape, A Kid Named Cudi, like that's when I was first really getting into weed. So nice. like so just every time I hear a song from that, I'm just thinking like, oh, it reminds me of that first time being high kind of thing. Yeah. And then when I was getting into like mushrooms, Chance the Rapper Acid Rap came out. Perfect. And every time I hear something from Acid Rap, I just get Ooh. fucking tingles. What a like good Acid album. Rain, the song. I that like beat, that's Jake one beat. Oh my god! That's the video of him making that is super cool nice. too. Um, but yeah, that song is beautiful. But yeah, so it's and then you know you mentioned for me like acid. I think Waking Life. <laughs> like I don't think of an album or that's a, insane. Yeah, uh, that was a crazy. I watched Waking Life and then Baraka. Uh, oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a it was that was a fucking that was an experience. I've watched Waking Life since like two or three times just because you have like that's a movie where like you can't possibly intake everything. No, it's movie. definitely good. It's real good. Yeah. They got Alex Jones in there. They got weird characters. They got like characters from other movies. Like Ethan Hawke is yeah. actually his scene is a character from, from this the same movie. the same director. Yeah, who also directed oh, the same director. Yeah, the same. You know, oh. That guy directed School of Rock, bro, with what? Jack Black. What? That, that's what I'm saying. Yo, that's you why my mind. That's why I, I could make a fucking super swaggy song and then be a super conscious fucking. That's exactly. the equivalent, you yeah, know. True, true. He makes the waking life and then he makes School of Rock. Yeah. Somebody look at I love School of Rock, but somebody might look of Rock and say that's you know ever. that's you know a, a kid's family comedy. That's not a good movie. School you know of Rock I mean? makes me cry. That movie is beautiful. Man. The end when the kids hero's the concert, journey, man. That's, that's a hero's that's journey. A great hero's journey. Get up, get a job. Is that Sarah Silverman? (laughs) Why'd you get up, get a job, Dewey? Yeah, and then uh, uh, Dewey, the real Dewey, not uh, uh, no Dewey was Jack Black's character. He was right. playing. He was pretending to be Ned. Yes, Ned Schneebly. He's Ned right? Schneebly, Mr. Schneebly. Uh, so the guy who played the real Ned Schneebly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the HBO show called Enlightened. I don't know. I know the guy's face though. I've seen him. He's like he's a super conscious like. Oh really? Like he's a writer and like so he wrote the show called Enlightened, which stars uh, Laura Whoa, Dern. Oh, this is crazy. 
You know what I mean? So it's like all over the place you could find these people who are uh, tapped into this sort of consciousness spirituality thing, but definitely do commercial art at yeah, the same time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do yeah, commercial yeah. shit. Hey, because way that's to bring what... it back around. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Everything comes back around. Man. It all comes back around. See, I, th- I think sometimes we get on these lines of thinking and I'm like, eventually we're the our thinking and speaking is re- is kind of reductionist like when we we're talking about things just go around and around man it's like <laughs> all, <laughs> now we all come back to these you know what i mean like, I like all hmm. all language is, is it's like that is, it's, it's, it's inadequate cyclical. it's inadequate oh that's true too. <laughs> you know and it's uh and it all ends up being uh it's never enough because it's just signs it's just pointers. it's like know? if you climb mount everest probably you you would tell someone like you know, no, you have to try it. Like you can like look the, at it in uh, pictures and understand how crazy. It yeah, is. or like that whole Earth overview effect. Like when the astronaut, the first yeah. astronauts, looked down and saw the Earth. They get from a above. kind of euphoria. Like and stuff. I get that a little bit of that when from looking at the, the pictures yes. or whatever. Yeah, but you can imagine what they felt being there. You can only with, imagine. Oh my God, you right? can't. You can't. You really. You can't. You, you can't even. Oh, I, that's another conspiracy theory that I trip out on is people saying that we didn't go to the moon or like. It's another I, one that has camps. It's like know, people it, believe some parts and people believe again, some. It's just it's, like religion. It's a perfect one. But that's, again, it's another one of those things that, believe it or not, like no matter what part, no matter what camp you subscribe to, it got you thinking. Got it you. got you thinking maybe this is not real. Yeah. Like I watched that whole, uh, if you see that Rune 23, it's, a, yes. it's almost like a mock thing that says uh what's his face stanley kubrick, kubrick yeah like i find the that shining, super cool like, you know, it's a great it's, yeah it's, it's cool. a reach and a stretch and a half but it, i just i find that super interesting bro it's like pink floyd that album that matches up with the wizard of oz it's yeah, kind like, of the what same the thing fuck you know what i mean how does what it's something that turns out but the pink floyd i'm it's pretty like, sure was like no we didn't do that or, right but or, there's there's something to that you know, it is. if you watch that, it, it's really weird. And that brings it back to the the coincidence thing. It's like I think that we are just constantly surrounded by these coincidences, this crazy happenstance of things coming together at the right time, or this. And that's, okay, yo, that's sorry, nature. I, I you gotta know? say this point that off that it's like with nine eleven, the George Bush thing where he's sitting reading that you children's know, book. Like, Wait, do, but like the thing about it is. There's just not a guy who would have the evil genius to to fake that. Like it's it's like you're it's saying how perfect. you can't you can't you, fiction. What is it? Uh, reality is stranger than fiction. Or like a uh, 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 life imitates art more than art yes. imitates life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because and reality is stranger than fiction. And, and Trump is that to me. Like. He, that's just that's just isness. Yeah, it's like what? That's just isness. Yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah. come up with this shit. No, but it's so it. brilliant that it must be a simulation. There's under there's intelligence, underlying intelligence. Well, it's it. part of the joke. It's it's the irony, you know. And uh, an article life. which I shared the other day, uh, that anonymous co website has really gone off the rails. Okay, I, I liked it a lot, but they started really getting into the Hillary's uh, has a secret pedophile ring oh and all God, that, yeah, I, which I can't, I, I, can't I can't even start reading those things. And when it. and when a source that used to have good content starts, starts to go that way, you? that that breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah. But occasionally I'll see a title and I'll like, all right, let's see what they're saying about this. And they sure. sort of uh, they post this article the other day that was like uh, another perspective on the Trump presidency, and I'm like, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, I assume they're going to be pro-Trump because they were posting about Hillary being sure, pedophile. Sure, yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I am not a pro-Trump person. But right, I right. will, if I believe that there is some sort of intelligent argument to be put forth, I'm more than willing to listen to it because I find the whole thing fascinating. You can't just be on one team and not <laughs> listen to the other team 
about it, anything. Exactly. Yeah. I cannot listen to the idiots who just go, oh, he's going to build that fucking yeah. wall and yeah. it's going to create jobs. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to listen to that. Or, yeah. or just like I'm not going to listen to them saying that Hillary is a, a, you know, a secret underground pedophile ring person. Yeah. That to me is, is, Nobody's is spirit sort of hogwashy, right? Yeah. Uh, but I will listen to the intelligence side. And what this article was saying is like, uh, it was, uh, Carl Jung, it was sort of Carl Jung inspired who like, again, back the to Alan Watts, stuff, uh, yeah. Alan Watts uses a lot of Jungian, uh, sure, philosophy. philosophy yeah. Uh, this particular Jungian thing is like the shadow, uh, shadow philosophy, which is just basically like everything that, uh, upsets you or offends you, anything that you could possibly perceive as offensive or like mm-hmm. that bothers you yeah. is something that's in you. You're just seeing yourself in that. And yeah. that's why it bothers you so like much. People who hate gays because they're afraid of secretly they might getting be turned a, gay. Right, or... They might be a fucking closet yeah. home, like yeah. Uh, yeah. American beauty. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, uh, even the used priests and that, you know, that's a common example. But it's like, they're, they're holy people and this and that, but behind closed doors, they're yeah. you know, doing whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so the point that they were making, with the uh the Jungian psychology like trump is sort of america's shadow in the sense mm-hmm. or like the left's shadow yes because the left sort of denies that they ever have that like a racist thought yeah, or a homophobic yeah. we all have fucking look at you yeah. know like uh look at that gay guy being super gay That's discriminatory funny, you know, thinking it's it's separating it, right into we all laugh at stereotypes yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. you pretend long enough that you don't think like that that you that your brain is somehow purer Hillary than Obama everybody. Saying, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're all America. We're great. You know, we don't treat people differently. We right. do your brain is not purer than the other human brains. Yeah. Everybody's brain is. Everybody's capable of of evil or goodness. I totally yeah. believe that. Uh, so the left Trump for, is the shadow of America's. It's that person that doesn't. Or yeah, they don't want to like, exist. I'm not. The, I could not be that person. I, yes. If I were a businessman, I would never uh, screw people out of a deal or this or yeah, that. Yeah. Right. And and there may be truth to that. Like he may be a. a I, I don't like shysty business people. I would call them an asshole. But yeah. Uh, Quarterly but I'm just thinking. Saying, like it's it's interesting that uh, some somebody who displays so many attitudes that are so widely condemned mm-hmm. would become the president. It's just sort mm-hmm. of like. A mirror. It's like, well, here's where you guys are at right now. Mm-hmm. You're living in a country that has these people, people <laughs> you know, like that. That has the that has yeah. you know really racist people in it. Not that Trump is a racist, yeah. but he showed that there were really fucking racist people in the country. You know he played I mean? upon those. Uh, <laughs> you know, they those... they were willing to come out and show themselves. You know. Yes. Um, and, and guess who else were willing to come out? The the radical left thinking people. Of course. The subset of the left, which is there's a subset of the right and there's a subset of the left that is more extreme than the others. There's more moderates and then there's a bunch of people in the center. Mm-hmm. And the people in the center get drifted to one or the other issue by issue and oftentimes get sucked into the whole team altogether. Right, right. And then you have these really strong left-wing thinkers that think, hey, I got to defend – Gay rights, minorities, I gotta be, especially if I'm a white person who has like white guilt thing going on. Now I have to be like this white, white knight, so to speak, of like all those minorities and stuff, which is fine to, to, if you, if you recognize some sort of privilege of being born in the right patch of dirt, like Joe Rogan always likes to say, or like, uh, Mm -hmm. just anything like that, like the roll of the dice thing. Yeah. We're privileged, not even skin color, but like any, you know, I had a black person on my Twitter the other day that said like, celebrities black celebrities or any of these people that are rich or have it well off or like you know you guys can't be just you know blaming blaming one side or one issue either you have to be what's the word you have to be 
recognize that they're a privilege that's not attached to a color. Like there's, you know, right. there's privilege in right. different situations right. of power, different things and money. Doesn't always mean that that person's white. Yeah, there's a lot of white people. Look at the history. <laughs> the history is there. It was fucking brutal. And yeah, we're slavery and and real racism wasn't that long ago. I'm not saying there's not real racism today, but the magnitude of it. Oh yeah, there, like we've it come being a long way. The socially. norm, yeah. People, our generation, the millennials. Dude, there's not many racist millennials. No, we don't really see. It's gonna it phase way. out. I totally believe that that those that racist kind of thinking is gonna phase out. But yeah. you, that's not to say that this great left-wing thinking has not led to things like uh these protests of free speech or sorry these protests of right-wing people to come and speak at different universities mm-hmm. and people like spitting on people and the starbucks that the, that these yeah, protesters smashed yesterday, and stuff yeah. like this they dude larry king they went after larry king they went after his suv and like broke really? his window yeah oh my he's God. okay but like you can't fuck with larry <laughs> king right now larry like, king's all right everybody he's old as shit don't fucking bother him i need that guy around yeah but um you know, we can clearly see this thinking from some far left wing thinkers where they're just like calling you on video. You can look at it on YouTube. The peaceful conservatives go to places and go, hey, like, why are you guys protesting? And they're like, fuck you, KKK, motherfucker. You racist Hitler. See, I hate bag, that. It makes us all look bad, on them. Right? It's like, dude, you guys are not making your side of things look no, attractive. Like, I, w- I would consider myself like center left. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. I guess uh, I'm like kind of say, like, too. Uh, yeah, like uh, there's things that I'm right about. There's things that I'm left about. There's things that I feel passionately about and things I don't. And it's as you were saying, like uh, uh, people tend to like if they decide like I'm super passionate about uh, pro-choice. Uh, now I'm going to be like uh, I have super to go with this about, team because right, I'm exactly. so passionate. Now about I'm going to be passionate about everything else that they're passionate about. Like yeah. I'm a center left. Like I like po- police brutality is something that I for some reason am passionate about. Yeah. I just always like that really rubs me the wrong way. So when something in that type of scenario happens, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when you'll catch me like being a left person. Sure. But okay. In other scenarios, I may not jump on that boat. You know, yeah. it's just like, and I think that people sort of need to do that a little more and just sort of yeah. say like, do I really? really care about this thing does this really affect my life yeah um certain things like people are anti uh, sorry i don't know if this relates to what we're saying but people are anti-trump because they they're anti-trump only for the fact that he's insert the blank a bigot or a misogynist right or one da, 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 da. thing or the other and first of all you got to question to yourself am i 100 percent correct in labeling him or his supporters as any of these descriptions mm-hmm Am I really correct? Let me do my research maybe a little bit more and make sure I'm doing a, you know, not just react emotionally. Mm-hmm. Not to say he's not a douchebag and he's... It's pro- hard he's, not to react He's appointing really stupid sometimes. people to really like, big positions fuck. that are like... Like every time I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like Rick Perry's in terms of the nukes the now, but he didn't know that the energy department controls this, the nukes. So this, he's like having to learn like, about it now. This fucking <laughs> education woman... Have you seen this oh, woman? I, I haven't checked out each oh one of them, but gosh, she doesn't support like public education or something weird. She's like never that. been in. She's never been had a education. job. Yeah. Nothing even close to being. in... She's in charge of coming up with the whole plan. Yeah, she's never been a teacher. She's never worked in a on a school board or for a school board. Is she a creationist? She's, li- she's li- I f- probably not. She's literally there because of her family being rich and right, donating right, right. money. And again, I, you know, I'm and not going to say our, that as demo- a fact, This is what but- democracy is now for us. It's this money. I mean, I say us all the time because it's Canada and the U.S. We're just very right. linked and our systems are similar, but there's still money in... There's all, it's a system. There's money in politics in, in every country. And there's mafia shit. There's crime and construction yeah. in Montreal. And there's like weird <laughs> situations like... But uh, this whole... Uh, what was I just on the track of? Uh, 
America just being uh, this whole Trump thing. I don't know. It's just I don't even know. I lost my train of thought there. What you were what, sort of <laughs> what did I even say? But, you were sort of saying how uh, you know people are anti-Trump because of blank or blank. You know. Oh yeah. Well. The idea I've been thinking about more lately was like this meritocracy versus our modern democracy, what it is. Right. And like people, you know, all the money in politics and all the different inadequacies of these leaders to be in their positions and stuff. It's like there's these other systems in other countries that work slightly better for them. Mm-hmm. Like Switzerland and in China, they have these ideas that are more – there's a council of seven presidents and then there's a guy above them. And the guy above him is like the nominal president. Like he kind of functions like other countries' presidents. Right. But the seven people make decisions cohesively and like across the table from one another and just kind of like – there's a different way of thinking where they're more collaborative. Mm-hmm. And then there's also systems where they'll merge different departments of government so that they're more streamlined and make more sense. Like instead of having the Department of Energy at odds with the Department of the Environment – like where okay. the environment's only protective of that, and then the energy's like, no, we want right. we want to mine and stuff. Right. Just combine them into the Department of Energy and Environment, so that they just ha- naturally they have, have to, to work it out. Yeah, <laughs> strange. Okay. That's like, kind of a cool idea, though. So yeah. I've been thinking more about that, and I'm like, I think a lot of this an- anti-Trump or anti-Kevin O'Leary. Now we've got to be prepared for we're gonna. <laughs> it's funny, but one. like it's like we all gotta already have an opinion on this guy now. It's yeah. like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, but all over uh, again. Yeah, but to to just like label like basically now it's the thought is Kevin O'Leary equals Trump, and then under I guess on the flip side of that equation is like Trudeau is because Obama. or whatever. But it's like because O'Leary uh, is businessman and. Blank, conservative then he must be <laughs> trump like it's this yeah. very shallow okay i'm gonna connect one dot right. to the other without thinking deeply about it i think in the case of kevin o'leary I, and again i'm i never i i think i've seen a few episodes of the dragons yeah, down i know kevin know o'leary much. expert but uh from what i have seen and heard of this guy i wouldn't be like i i i would have to say there's definitely a direct correlation between yeah. like he definitely looked at trump and thought i can do that and sure. that's why he's doing this. Sure. So I think it's sort of hard not to make that connection that because the timing of it. He's a reality star. He's a business sure. Man. Yeah, there he's are be yeah, on the yeah. right, the right party. The yeah, you're right. right. There's more. You know yeah. what I mean? He clearly is inspired by Trump to do this. And Trudeau's campaign was extremely Obama inspired. I don't care what anybody True. says. We're the just like changey oh, young no. guy. No, now I just realized Canadians. We're still copying American culture. Harper was Bush. Fuck. Oh, you literally man. get one. Yeah, like I just the, realized that the pen, their pendulum swings and then our pendulum swings oh, and their swings bitch. back and ours we are so we're such a bitch we're but, such a dumb bitch but it's because we're we're just chill people man and that's a good thing but chill <sighs> people get walked wow. over sometimes man i i don't that's that's but blowing I, my mind right now i didn't i know that's like an easy comparison to kind of make but i didn't even really think of it like that like when you see those three in a row yeah harper trudeau o'leary is bush obama trump that's real funny but yeah 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 because i mean our yeah our countries are just right next door, right? That's what the thing is. Yeah. We're like the next state or whatever. Yeah. So I don't think it's – but, but O'Leary won't work. Like Canada, I, I I really hope, has more progressive thinking people. Yeah. Even still, this whole idea capita. of you you put a guy in office and then everything's going to change. No, it's – It doesn't. It's some it's things insane. change and some things are still taking effect that were changing before he got into office. Like, like a lot of uh, – Guys talk about Trump right now that if he gets in there and we see a lot of like big good things happen in a certain succession, mm-hmm. he might, you know, he's going to like claim credit for that, even though 
there's going to be evidence that those things weren't necessarily snapped into place by right. him right away. And, there's, and, well, Obama laid it's work. It's the in, opposite of blame Obama, right? It'll be like every, everything bad that happened in that whole eight years was Obama's fault. Yes. Everything, yes. right? And that's, now, yeah. now it's going to be everything good that happens for the next eight years is going to be all hail Trump, right? And that's just the trend. That's the way of thinking on it, right? It's, it's, it's scary that, uh, that we still, no matter how far we come, we fall into patterns. Our li- we, we fall into these patterns, man. And, uh, but they're easier. Patterns are easier. Pat- <laughs> they're easier to work our way around. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, you're yeah. just more like an autonomous Things went super conservative. Robot. Now maybe we should try super liberal. And then if that doesn't work, maybe we'll try super duper conservative. And then super duper liberal. Or how about the people who their family only has voted for one party for like eight yeah, years like, so they has, don't ever change? You know, and, and meanwhile, you know, the... Again, the the conception of like right and left is like it's crazy. It's all they're the left. Now. They're left down. Like what most people consider left in it. Like Obama would almost be considered right in Canada if he ran. On like he yes, people the in conservative party ways. of Canada is more like the Democratic Party of the states. Right. Meanwhile, so like they probably look at our Liberal Party like fucking like a communist party. <laughs> yeah, we're and then our NDP is like what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> Castro. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. That's that's how it is. Yeah, so it's like, how could you uh, have voted for one party for like, yeah, like your entire family, generation after generation? It's just like they just stick. What, it's like stick where with those, red. Yeah, where those black. right? No matter like, how I far those black every time or whatever. Yeah, even if black, uh, you know, has red or black has moved, uh, has changed where it's located, exactly. you still stick with what that team. It's almost like it's not a sports team. Like I'm yeah. a Leafs fan, Steelers even though fan forever. you know, I uh, there's not a single Toronto Maple Leaf player that when I was a kid that's still on the team, but I still roll with the least but that's exactly. a sports team it's not the same as that's a fucking a political analogy. party you know what i mean that are actually affecting people's lives right right and you policy know? changes over time too not yeah the parties change also also the the society changes their mind on things you know it's like hillary clinton and obama weren't pro gay marriage for the longest time really like, yeah obama, yeah like they didn't till like 2012 or something hillary was anti-gay marriage i didn't know that at bill all. clinton signed in some legislation about federal about the definition of federal marriage being between a uh, man and a woman being be, being between those two and obama same thing was like i forget the year but it's not like oh five or oh six or anything it's like i think even when he maybe i'm wrong on this i think when he even took office first he wasn't pro gay marriage not really he just he just flipped the script on him at some point, <laughs> he realized that there was enough people that and were then, Obama yeah. supporters that thought that way. Sure, because then the argument is, okay, maybe they were always pro-gay marriage, yeah. but for their political careers at the time, they didn't right. want to come out with that information. But right. then doesn't that make you like a bitch? Like if you're not out there really fighting for the thing, then that's you're not where, really uh, actually – That's where Obama is uh, is somebody that's going to be debated forever. But, exactly, but here's the thing, right? We, we we try to you can't demonize a guy like that, but you can't only praise him. Like some people like to just only no, praise Obama and say, of course, he was a leader for these rights and everything. Maybe the rights for these people are just evolving, and and now we have gay marriage uh, being legal uh, federally, and then now you have like weed coming in more states for right. medicinal and whatever in recreational. You have these things happening, but it's not like Obama was responsible for those things, just like he's not directly responsible for. Any one thing that happened to to America, right, just like George Bush isn't necessarily responsible for um, Katrina, but it was a failure of different yeah, organizations. Like Obama, then. Obama was like a lawyer, you know. So like, if yeah, uh, always if, all if somebody comes up to him who's a military general and says, "Listen, if we don't do these fucking drone drone strikes, 
we're fucked. Yeah, and Obama's he, not going to know. Well, like, well, as on. a lawyer, I have to disagree with you. He doesn't fucking. He's not going to pretend to have more military knowledge than a military general. Yeah, you know what I mean. But and that speaks to having one. And he's guy. not going to pretend to have more. Uh, you know, uh, science knowledge than the right, the exactly. science head like, guy. He's or got his. It, all he can do is just when he's up there in front talking to the people. Yeah, that's when he give can him get his he, message across. Him, yeah, and in my opinion, he always did that very well. Hey, uh, in well, getting across. What I believe to be his genuine perspective as a human it being, definitely was as a message. close to that as he was allowed to get across. Yeah, but I don't think he's a. In his case, I don't think he's a bitch for not taking those Coming stances out earlier because to it. he would he he was treading on Maybe thin you ice. Make, it's like he was treading on thin something. ice from yeah. the second he got in there. They they shut him down. Everything he wanted to do, they shut him down. You know what I mean? So, you just, well, that's the thing. You just can't do all your shit when you're president. No. You can you can try and get most of it done. You know, we got to check these guys on TrudeauMeter.ca and all these yeah, things. Like, I like that website. Check yeah. them out. Try and keep holding to their thing. But even me, I've never called. I've never called a politician that resided over my jurisdiction and like voiced any opinion. No. So I can't even be like, uh, you know. And I consider myself sort of, you know, progressive thinking and yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not out there protesting or anything. But I, but then you you start to think like, how involved am I with shit? Because I, why should I even have an opinion? Because I've never even voiced mine. To an official, but yet I'll sit here and say and the complain. system doesn't work, yeah. or yeah. I want electoral reform, or whatever. Like I used to be a proponent of electoral reform in Canada, as far as like proportional representation based yeah, on the population yeah. and all that stuff. But like I've had it explained to me by certain whatever uh, certain political strategists, and then I'm like, okay, I didn't think of it like that. Right. I and think of it now more. It's harder for me to explain, but that it's apples and oranges as far yeah. as our countries goes and different systems. Like some systems maybe proportional will work better for like. A European country of a smaller population or size, right. like there's different uh, distance issues and, and population right. and demographic issues that play into okay, what's the best system for your country? Mm-hmm. It does, right? It's just like I was saying about the seven presidents that sit across from each other. Right? Maybe that wouldn't work in some of these countries with different geopolitics or different, right? Literally different the society uh, altogether. Yeah, infrastructure. There's all yeah. kind of factors that could lead, but yeah, some. So I changed my stance on electoral reform. Right. I don't I, need to but be out I there would say the that yeah, and that's interesting because if you were to become prime minister tomorrow, it'd be no difference. Like you have your you let's say you had your strong stance on electoral reform yeah. and you were and you really believe that and you you had every reason to believe that your stance yeah. was was the correct one, you know, right, right. or or the one the one that was the best for humanity. Yeah. And then uh let's say instead of just somebody explaining it to you, let's say you became prime minister and then somebody said, "Hey, uh I know that you have this stance on this, but I have a PhD in this yeah, and, and I've been studying this works. my whole life yeah. and here's how it goes. So can you blame a, a prime minister or president for changing their opinion on something based on expert advice? Right. Well, do you trust the expert or they have an agenda? Are they paid off by somebody? This is why right, you can't, right, you right. can't blame, you can't blame the president any more than you can blame the cashier at the grocery store. You know what I mean? Sure. He's just he's just there. He's, he does. He's not an expert in anything. Yeah, I would. I would. Think, the only distinction I would make is I think that works for. Um, I think that works for, or does or it works for foreign policy and things and like science when. When, some, when a scientist or a, or a war a general comes, and says, I think we should attack this country. Instead you're of not going to tell go, them no. Hmm. You know, I guess you're right. But I think what we're getting at a bit is the idea of equality and the idea that gay rights should be a thing and and that more compassionate side of things is like this innate 
sort of thing that just right. grows out of nothing, and it's sort of a moral issue that there should be no expert that comes and tells, tells him, like, hey, we think the best stance is there should be right. marriage for gays. And he's like, no, I know in my, I know right. in my heart and, that it should be equal. And the, to me, those ten, those innate, like, compassion, empathy sort of based things that where history sort of, to me, his, like, the reason why I'm center left or if I'm going to classify myself as anything uh, the small victories seem to go his, those little things like gay marriage, weed being legal, yeah. this and that. History Social seems to vindicate uh, the more left way of thinking. Uh, abortion is one of those things too, where it's yeah. like, are we really going to uh, stop a woman who's been raped uh, from from not so, having? Yeah, you know, yeah, you're going to yeah, force yeah. her to have that baby. Yeah. Birth control. Uh, are you going to force a couple who doesn't want to have kids anymore to not have sex? Uh, to not have an intimate physical relationship right, with each right, other right. because it's humans. wrong to have birth control. So, mm-hmm. like all all those sort of uh, human victories uh, of freedoms and and stuff like that, uh, history seems to vindicate the left side of things. Uh, you know, gay marriage yeah. hasn't shown to now that we've made it legal. Uh, nobody's yeah. fucking uh, yeah. bursted into anybody's house and turned them into a gay person because now I'm married and I right. have the right to. It hasn't caused any problems. Right. Weed being legal won't cause any problems. Right. It will. It will bring a lot of solutions. personal. And that, weed being legal, <laughs> you're saying weed being legal is a classical liberal idea because of the freedom of personal right and it just tends personal. to be that the conservative party is anti because they consider it a drug and they yeah, consider it this and that some yeah. nanny state bullshit they, they consider uh, uh homosexuality to be uh some sort of brainwashed thing that can be cured through religion yeah shock therapy you know what i mean it's like why is it so it tends to be uh the the left side that are correct about those things, those things. in the end that's what the trends uh, seem and that's so why far, yeah. i i take the left side of things with less of a grain of salt and a little less critically totally. than I might take Donald Trump, you yeah. know, <laughs> who's on the right side of things because I don't feel like, uh, not that, I mean, Donald Trump, I think as a human being, I, you know, has no problem with gay people or black people or, or anything. Yeah. He would, uh, I mean, but he just was that and that time. side of things in general, Donald Trump's, I guess, a bad example, but I've he never said some dumb shit that makes yeah. people think that he is that way fully. I, I just never fully bought the. There's the, enough on that side that they say to get people to vote for them that I think is evil. Yeah. That, that I can't. I can't. Full, I can't. I have to lean a little bit left. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but again, that whole right left thing has just been so. It's just like it doesn't the, encompass all issues. You got to just take like each science, issue by religion. Issue. It's just one. It, all these. We're just. We've outgrown our own language. I think. Like totally. We argue over subtleties of language. That's yeah. essentially what all like these religious wars and these like. Well, like with Hillary's not saying the words Islamic terrorism, and then when Trump said Islamic, everyone terrorism, fucking cheers. Well, like, they cheer, but also the thing from the left, which is stupid. It's going to get Trump reelected again and bring more people farther away from the left is because they said things like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Uh, or, you know, when when Trump said, uh, I'm doing air quotes, Islamic terrorism, like it's not a thing. Because if you deny that it's a thing, then yeah. you can't help Muslims around the world that are being affected by right. it. Right. And, and, and a lot of people took him saying that as he hates Muslims. Muslims but pe- oh, which no, I never heard him say that. Right. Let me say something. People understand. They need to understand. If you're listening to this and you don't already know, the term a Muslim means you're a practitioner of the religion. If you're an Islamist, 
Islamism, that means the word means you want to impose Islamist ideals such as Sharia law or whatnot on other cultures. On other people. And jihadism is a step further, and that's using violence to achieve those means. So just because somebody says the word Islamism and Islamist doesn't mean – but I think it's a lot of semantics. People think that literally when right-wing people are saying – or middle or center or left-wing people are saying – like yeah, Sam Harris say – Anybody, yeah. Islamic or you know, Ben Affleck is on Bill Maher like, oh my god, racist piece of shit. And he's like, <laughs> no, no, no. You guys don't understand. I don't hate Muslims. I don't hate brown people. I'm actually trying to help them. I'm trying to address their issues. Right. Like, they have problems that's going an on. Issue, that's a bigger issue for them than it is for us. And literally. guess what? It's not based on just nations and economics and da da da, da. It's religious because simply of the fact that they they will shout uh, Allah Akbar before blowing themselves up. It's related to their belief in religion. It has something to do with it. It's right. not, not demonizing the whole religion, but the you know certain the Boko Haram that happens in the Philippines they have a Chinese Muslim population that's, that's extremist There's, it's not just in the Arab countries right. but to stand in solidarity with these people around the world that are affected by terrorism directly you know it when 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 a guy blows himself up on the news I'm sorry but people's first guess is not a Buddhist extremist <laughs> yeah. my buddy Nick always says it as a joke whenever there's a new attack he'll just be like probably some Buddhist extremist like <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah, you know and it that's the, it sucks because the way the language is set up it does kind of it sounds yeah. to some people who might not be that educated or, or know the difference that right. you're just you're just dogging on a whole people right because right. Muslim is an identity as well as yeah. a religion and, and, and it's just it's funny how just the understanding of it's almost like uh, you know when when you're younger you used to have conversations like uh, what if the color red to you is yellow to me yes we'd never have any way of knowing but that, it is right? by the way I'm colorblind so it <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. that's a that's a perfect I always forget <laughs> that about you I do know that uh, but anyway let's just say that example words is the same thing. Yeah, like you can't quite convey somebody's, the meaning. Somebody's life, they may have heard the word yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah, yeah. used a certain way their yes. entire life, so they don't know the correct definition of the word. So yes. when somebody says something that, you know, or there is certain word, is there a correct definition? Krishnamurti says you never really meet somebody. <laughs> That's great. You only meet, like, not a, I don't know his wording. It's not version of them, but it's like you meet an, uh, an imitation of them or uh, right. something like that. You meet an uh, image of them. Because they're sort of thinking, like, what, 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 what you have an image of them. can I show to this person? Yes, you have an image yeah. of them, and their ideas don't always get translated perfectly to you. So you have a con- conception of what they are, <laughs> but you never actually See, meet I them. I love that. That's awesome. That's crazy. Uh, one to- of, you know, bring it back to the the Trump thing with the subtlety of words. Yeah. One of my favorite things is the that the the example people use for him. We're probably going mad long. But no, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool all for good. a bit more. Uh, the example that uh, people use of him hating Mexicans is always the they're bringing over. Uh, they're not sending over their good people. They're sending over their killers. They're, they're, yeah, this is another super semantic thing. They're rapists. rapists. When people write that down, they put T H E Y apostrophe R E, as in they are rapists. That's what they are saying. He said. Yes. When I'm hearing that, I'm hearing him saying there as a T H E I R. Because he is saying that because because he that's what he was saying the previous part. His air murderers. It's still, an extre- it's still an extreme point to sort of example to say is. why I'm against immigration to say, oh, they're just this people is bringing over 
uh, it's still a not a, of it's not a cool thing to say. It's not yeah. cool, but it doesn't mean he's saying Mexicans are rapists. Are rapists. And Dude, I argue with people on Twitter about this, and they're like, that's the way that it's written. But it's like, you can't say that that's how he was saying it, saying because it, that yeah. was never written down. Trump was just talking, because that's what he does. He it probably meant was to never say, they're bring- he did say, in fact, they're bringing many good people. I, yeah. Like, I, they're great, blah, you blah, know. blah, blah. But there's some of them, the point was... He was, it was an extreme way of making the point that there are some that get through the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and, and yeah, it was not – if I were uh, – you know, I, I'd be offended uh, if I were a, a Mexican living in America. You got like 27% like, of the Hispanic vote. Right. There. I would feel like he – that's funny, right? And I saw enough videos of uh, Latinos being pro I'm Hispanic and I vote for Mr. Trump. That's that was cringe, man. That was – he's behind her. He's it's like, like a holding puppet. He's like holding her Yeah, up. that was fucked. That made me feel oh. uncomfortable. You probably like put um, a gun to her head. Yeah, I don't know what how much she got paid for that. But um yeah, so like yeah, it wasn't an offensive thing to say, but I just find it funny how like yeah, they'll just take the subtlety of language and be like, "Okay, well, let's when we're writing the subtitles at the bottom of yeah. the screen, let's write that there as T H E Y R E." And it's Some funny people say because it doesn't matter though. Like I this art one guy was like this TJ, he was like Oh, that's still the same thing. I was like, no, it's just no, not. He, Grama- language. You're, no, because one language. is saying they all are, and one is saying that there are yes, those gram- among gra- them. Grammar which matters. There are rapists among every race. You know grammar I mean? totally matters. It totally man. matters. Uh, and and it's about just it, and they use that. Yeah. Like because I find every time I've ever heard that Trump quote on TV, it's yeah. accompanied by the subtitles. That's yeah. how I even know that people see it as T H E Y R because yeah. they always accompany it with those subtitles. So it's yeah. like there's an agenda because whoever's typing that has a job in word transcribing. Yeah. Fucking knows what he's saying. Mm-hmm. If your job is transcribing speeches, then you've yeah. un- you understand the subtlety of language. Well, and what they if the are TV there, does there. it automatically? Doesn't that happen sometimes? <laughs> like closed captioning. Closed captioning. Does the TV have a bias? That's interesting. He's conscious yeah, then. That, oh. oh shit! Now we're getting into artificial oh, intelligence. Shit! After I die, I'm going to upload my memories into a robot version of myself. I'll do it too. And then I'll be I'm alive. scared though. What if I live nah, forever yeah, and I, I don't, don't want to? I don't. That's the thing. What I, if I, that's the choice? You make yourself digital and they'll say like, you live forever. And you're like, I don't know if I want to do it. And then you just do it and you're like, thought, right? Yeah. It's like, forever. what if there was a dope ass spiritual world and now I'm stuck in this stupid true, digital, true. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, that this whole artificial intelligence VR question of like, uh, can you basically recreate life with technology? Um, and eventually the idea that people may have to make that choice or may just be presented with that option of, yeah. do you want to die organically or do you want to be uploaded into this thing, right? You kill yourself. Maybe that's almost a uh, part of the, the, the play or the joke at the same time. It's yeah. just like, I think a lot of these things are just supposed to just make you think about that. You know, yes. it's making you think what is reality. That's part of the game that we were talking yeah, about before. And, yeah. And, uh, the, the goal or the end of the game is always just for you to discover that you're just, now i think this line of thinking can also lead to like this like you're a crazy youtuber that like goes in the into the grocery store and says they're like the can of jelly is like arguing with you and stuff and then you end up killing yourself there's a youtuber that did this like crazy like the cia spy on me and every time in this grocery store the same cashier says this to me and and you're like and then you're like he killed himself oh my god like this guy's really went down the line of thinking that's crazy like yeah I guess what I'm saying is our line of thinking that calling the universe a game and everything mm-hmm. is kind of similar to that's why uh, like schizophrenic uh, states and like uh, psychedelic states are compared a lot by like Terrence McKenna and stuff because yeah, like, yeah, it's him. this way of thinking that's 
almost delusional. It's delusional thinking, right? Yeah. It, well, if you really believe it to like, say, yeah, well, just by game, societal oh, standards, yeah. that sounds delusional. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But you just got to have almost, a ground in reality too. Like the, we're saying, the daily life, right? We're talking yeah. about the bigger life, that the time space and everything and the God or the yeah. afterlife and everything. There's that, but then there's the daily life that we just call a repetitive cycle that doesn't matter as much as the, t- as the bigger version of ourselves. It is in, in and of itself. It is it's what a, it is. It's it, like essential to it. Yeah, Almost. it's part of it, and it's and it's a temporary experience. But it's the, it's that other side of the coin, and you can't get too far into one or the other, right? You right. have to be recon- You have to recognize both states, basically. Yeah, and uh, Osho is somebody that I listen to a lot, yeah, he's and he's, uh, yeah, he's awesome. And his whole thing is like uh, he's all about meditation. But when most people think of meditation, they think of you know sitting in a lotus position or like yeah, there's different making forms hand of signals right? and oming. Like uh, Osho's meditation or the method that he uh, that he believed in or that he tried to impart upon his students one way or another was just sort of like uh, learning to meditate while you're in the daily life. Yes, doing your chores, doing your job. Krishnamurti talked like that. Being too. in a meditative state. Yes, while you're in your regular life, yeah. that's like being God. That's like the the that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. You, because and I th- that makes a lot of sense to me because I find the reason why when I'm doing something I'm not enjoying myself is because I'm like I have previous connotations about it. Like my job wouldn't be shit. My job is pretty chill. I sit there, customers come in, I sell mm. them a phone. Mm. It's an easy job, but because I have the context of I've been doing this for so long every day and I waste so much of my time here and I don't get paid enough and this mm-hmm. is that, I have all these other thoughts in my head that make it a shitty experience. But right. it on its own could be fine. But it takes you out of the moment kind of Right, but if I were able to stay in the moment, I would actually quite relish the experience of having somebody new come in every five, ten minutes. I get to have yeah, a nice conversation fully, with them. You meet sometimes people that are like this. They're just they're, that's to me is like a schizophrenic state almost, where they're they're a right. shaman or something. They're so in tune with the universe that everything they're like that that like uh, what's a grasshopper in Pinocchio? Right. Yeah, he just comes right. out of nowhere and he's kind of like he has all the answers. Yeah. And he's like in the moon. He's like, listen, you got to do this and this and this, kid. Like you got to do it. Yeah. They're just they're on and you're like, what guru, wave is this guy that on? Guru shaman. Guru, presence, that's like right? Osho, Krishna, yeah. Alan Watts. And I think that that again is like that's that would be how I would define Christ consciousness. It's totally. just sort of that that in the moment wavelength type of which I believe we all have. It's a symbol. The, of we it, all right? have the potential yeah. to be right. It's essentially like you're almost like, let's use the ugly G word, but you're almost sort of an illustration of God of Mm -hmm. like you're you're a manifestation of God that was put under such and such conditions. If God is all programming, let's say he is if if God is all powerful by definition and omnipresent and all those words that are used to describe him, then he is the universe. You can't deny him of that. Right. You can't diminish and his power. And you can't deny yourself of that either because that means he's also you. And that means you're denying him. <laughs> you know? You're denying your maker. Oh, man. That's that's what I feel, man. I feel... I, I like that we agree on all that. Like, oh, kind of riff, like... See, these are things that are just very difficult to find the words so for. They're so hard to explain. And that's why uh, it's sort of... That's why I say la- we've sort of are outgoing our language because we, we've... Enough of us have had these mushroom experiences, these LSD experiences, these... Uh, trans transcend transcendental yeah. experiences yeah. through meditation or whatever it may be. That's what art and music is, though, right? It's something that transcends that, that. sort of gives it, yeah, it gives yeah. it a language, gives it a form, right? And right. I think that we, like, what we are, is sort of an art, an it's, art form that art, gives yeah. 
the the overall isness that gives it a form, that gives it a language, that gives it a uh, an experience, an impression. Yeah. Uh, and if we can just go it's a with something. the flow. We're a something. We're a unique <laughs> something. We're peopling. Yeah. The world is peopling. The world is peopling like it a just, tree apples, yeah. right? Uh, and you you can just roll with it. But it's just, again, you get caught up in thinking that the small me, like I have to do something about this. I've been saying this one to people lately. I was saying this to my mom earlier. Uh, and I've said it to a couple of... I come up with these philosophical ways of putting things. And I sort okay. of test them on people yeah, to sort yeah, of cool. see how I res- get responded to. Yeah. Uh, so the one I've been messing with lately is like, uh, uh, our brain is a, is an organ that has a function, uh, which more or less among other things is to sort of warn you about things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It sort of is an alert system. Again, this, this goes back to us evolving from prey and predators. Yeah. You know, uh, you need that alert system to sort of warn you of shit. Like, Oh my God, there's a wall in front of you. You gotta move. Right. Alligator. (laughs) Get the fuck out of there. Right. You're about to wander into traffic. Or it's going to hurt that. You know what I mean? Uh, so we have this warning system. So our brain sort of has that function and it's constantly. Would you say the senses are part of that too? Uh, yeah, I would because say they're because the brain's they, activity, kind right? Of. They sort of feed the brain with information, and the brain has they're like the response. windows, or right? Whatever. Uh, so it sort of has its function of like warning you of things, or that you know, of yep. course, it has other functions. But yeah. uh, we sort of apply that to every area of our life instead of just oh look, there's a car, don't walk out into the road. It's like. Uh, oh, if you hang out with this girl, you know she might not like you, and she's she might break have your heart. You know she might break. Be, you know what I mean? We up, we it's apply warning that yeah. warning system to everything, Every and it thing. stresses us out because we can't help but think about the what ifs. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. idea that I've been playing with is like, if your brain is just an organ with that function, yeah, it's no different from. Uh, your heart being an organ with the function of circulate beating and circulating your blood. Yeah, you don't get caught up in that. You don't, right. you know what I mean? You don't look down at the veins in your arm and be like, oh shit, like if I, I got to keep circulating this blood or I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. It's but a, for some reason, automated exp- it's, it's automated, automated and your yeah. lung's breathing. You can consciously hold your breath, but right, right, 99.99% right. of the time, your lungs are just breathing. Yeah. And that's, that's why people say breathing is a way into meditation because you sort of just realize yeah. that it's an automated, that yeah. you're not doing it, right? Yeah. So it's like... We allow our lungs to breathe for themselves. We yeah. allow our liver to, to fucking filter out yeah. liquids. You know, we allow our stomach to digest. Yeah. We allow blood to circulate through our veins freely. Why don't we allow our brain to just be this warning system without getting super caught up in it? Yeah, like, if yeah. I don't do something about this, yeah. all hell's going to break loose. Right? Right. Like, you know what I mean? We yeah. think like, all right, I'm having this anxiety about this thing, so I need to do something about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then a lot of the times you end up making the situation worse. Like, yes. And I find, again, girls is the best example because it sort of is a mirror to anxiety, okay. your anxiety, how you sort of act in relationship scenarios sure. early on. Yep. Um, and like, yeah, like you, uh, you sort of have these anxieties that are, uh, they're not really based in anything. They're just sort of, possibilities that you're thinking of yeah and it could be a million of them and they're not <laughs> you know even I mean? accurate like they probably won't even it's, happen it's useless and you're gonna do what you're gonna do regardless yeah and that's you know another cool thing that alan watt says is like the whole illusion of making a decision mm-hmm. is just how we interpret the hesitation you feel before you do something mm-hmm. so like you're gonna do this this is what you're gonna do because that's you've been you raised do. this way you've been you know what i mean all the conditions yeah. and programs are there for you to yeah. do this action yeah. So that's what you're going to do. You're not going to do anything else. 
Yes. Before you do it, you feel nervous. That warning system sets off. And you and start to think, the... oh, shit, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should and do this. And that's thinking? Is that what you're like? Right. That's, 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 that's hesitation. That's anxiety. That's, uh, that's the ego. That's sort of the small yes. self. It's just the brain and then your body sort of just doing does its job and you thinking that you're making that you decisions. have some hand in that. Yeah. You're sort of just going yeah. along for the ride. That's, and that's the argument against free will, right? That's like, that's free will can't be a thing just because of the fact that, for example, look at a guy has a tumor and it pushes on a certain area of the brain and that makes him like think crazy thoughts and he shoots somebody. Right. Like there's been people who write that down for people and then right. like, if you find me dead, it's because I was, I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, study my brain and then they go, okay, and they study his brain. They're like, holy shit, he had a tumor pushing on his, the one area that makes those kind of decisions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you're like, okay, he could not have prevented that in the way there, the like you're saying, like the molecules, the atoms, the yeah, precursor. That's what I was say. You could take it atoms. down to the quantum level yeah. and be like, I have no things are say happening in, that you have no say in. Yeah. You know, not in more than ninety nine point nine 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 percent of what happens in your life, you right. don't have any control. Right. right. I would say all of it. If you did, you probably wouldn't fuck up so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's th- that's that's what I. Call but I like, like that. The so it's a warning system. Game. That's the that we've sort of taken to be us. That's our. Con- that's what we call consciousness. But it's and it's our what? self. But it's, it's more—it's it's that more, illusion of a separate consciousness. Yeah, same here. So he says, like thoughts just arise. If you start paying attention to your thoughts and like you think you're controlling them, well, just start like really paying attention. Just watch thoughts them. just arise. Just watch them. They come, come and out go. of nothingness. Uh, Alan again, Watts. He He's uses, he uses too, the right? sky. Like uh, you know, the, you don't you don't judge the shape of the clouds in the sky as they go by. You don't be like, well, that that cloud's like you know a little imperfect. Like I should worry about that. It's like you you've got your consciousness, which is the clear blue sky, and yeah. the 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 thoughts are just just clouds that come in and out they yeah. come and go yeah. and they're not perfect you know some of them are a little weird or misconstrued or like they don't have a, a perfect shape right. or a function they, just, are they, are, they right? just sort of are and they fade away yeah. um you know they come and, into existence and they fade away right <laughs> you know but they're they're an, they're an obstruction in a way but they're also like the stuff of experience because yeah you, that's sort of the duality of the whole thing to me is you have these uh negative experiences but they make you uh, sort of start and... to look outside the box sure. and be like, okay, I survived this. How did I get through that? Well, yeah. I know that I have like this foundation of like love and empathy or whatever in me yeah. uh, that helped me to get through this thing. And I sort of learned that about myself. Right. You know? uh, so I think like, so that's pretty just much... memory what we're talking about though, right? Like learning is just because we're kind of, uh, we're kind of talking about a self and thinking and how they relate and the yeah. warning system. But then, so memory or such as like your hard drive or whatever, you're kind of like your part of your brain that's a hard drive is storing these sort of experiences as knowledge. But we sometimes equate that to a self as well. Like we kind, yeah. of, we kind of call ourselves like we're our knowledge. I'm, like, I'm my hard story, drive. You know, I was when I was a kid, I was this and then I did this and I did this and that. This. It's like is, is a computer that I just built a computer. Is the motherboard the motherboard or is the hard is, is the data <laughs> on the hard drive? The self of the computer right. or the consciousness or is the CPU the brain, you know, and the RAM is what makes it think faster or is that the, is the RAM the short term memory? Then, <laughs> you know, it kind you of know? is like we are basically computers that yeah. are also biological. And so we're this system, even when they do studies that they show like that's the, how long it takes for a signal to, you know, basically something from your toe, yeah. like reach your brain and the the sub- and then the other signals that are going on, like whether it's the hearing or the different senses, they're not all reaching the centrifuge at the same time. Right. They actually have different – they have delays and they have different 
it's it's a it's an interaction You're of, never of really electricity and like an and, objective reality. It's yes, always... but there's a, there's a feeling of it, mm-hmm. but really it's just different feelings on top of one another, right? Like mm-hmm. your senses are like touch and like 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 you think of feeling. If you start thinking about feeling and touch a lot, you start to like. I think you get that on mushrooms a lot. Like when you start to realize you're your body, oh yeah, like your oh, mushy yeah. bag of things, yeah. you start to feel everything more. And you you're feel like, the bones. And I can feel like, my stomach. Yeah. I can feel my like we're talking about feeling your heart and different things. Yeah, yeah. You kind of can feel your heart sometimes when you have a yeah. heavy heart. People say or like yeah, you know, heavy-hearted, ex- or you could feel your heart beating really yes. fast or whatever. Right? Isn't that crazy? Because that's that just kind of explains what we're all talking about. Like that. What is the self? Is such an amalgamation of things. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and I don't know what significance that has that conclusion we just came to, but I feel like that's well. I, I think that there almost is, that there is there's no self. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's self is an illusion. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's a collective uh, sort of simulation that we've agreed upon. I like how that you Huge. equate like humans with computers because yeah. what creates a simulation is is a computer. Dun, 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 dun. So this is sort Damn. of a biological organic simulation in a sense where oh, we so we true. sort of have this this story this 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 idea of our lives it's a video game, like bro. a video game exactly. You're you're That's why I love video you're games. You're making choices that's and and here I'm glad you made me think of this because I was thinking of this a few days ago as like this would be a cool kind of theory to say on the podcast okay. and I forgot about it. But the reason why I don't have a, a cool name for this one, <laughs> like the uh, like the other ones, but uh, you know the reason why we enjoy a video game so much uh, is because the illusion of time is not there. Like certain yes. games will have a time limit or this or that. But it's not when, permanent experience, right? When you're this it's, character, uh, you sort of are not. There's no death date for this character, right? Right. <laughs> when you're in a video game, you, you, your character doesn't have eighty years forever. to live, and then yeah. you're never going to be able to do anything again. You're yes. not faced with that. I have to make this choice in this amount of time, or I may never get that choice again. Right. Uh, video games are sort of like your character's not going to die. He's clone there. insurance. He's there as long as you're there, right? Uh, so why is, so this illusion of time has sort of present, prevented life from being like that because life yeah, is time that. is the enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we should be treating life the same way we treat a video game in obviously not in the sense that you don't care if you die, like in a video game, you're, no, you know, you're going to respond. It's a fun thing to experience exactly. it as the, is the dimensions for the sake it, the dimensions. for the sake of itself. To enjoy yeah, it. that's what it's for. It's not, and and that's kind of what I, I think people can correct me on this too. But I think Satanism is focused around that a lot. Like true uh, Satanism. Yeah, is I, I of, actually love Satanism. Yeah, when I read about know what it. it really means, but like just, yeah, it's and I, super I'm cool. Expert, the self kind of like self fulfilling things, like kind of um, enjoying life for what it is, and like uh, it's basically a lot of new agey stuff. It but is. it's more focused around I think. They, sort of the self and the personal experience of enjoying things, right? And and, and and Satanism again is is one of those things. It's the it's taking something to the extreme to get a very basic fundamental message true, across. True, true. You know what I mean? And I just I think that that's kind it's of like controversial by purpose. almost what people need. You can't mm. you can only plant the seed in people. You know what I mean? You mm. can't uh, you can't make people believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you can you can get them thinking. And the most 
sadly, the most effective way of getting people thinking is not with was not with facts. You gotta shake them out. It's with craziness. But it can be with facts, it's, though. It can be with facts. But I, that puts an end to let it. Let me at just the put one. Time. Let me just point this out to uh, trying to attach that to like the Trump thing and everything. It's like I get what you're saying, and I, I do agree that like these things can be catalysts for opening your your. Open your mind, man. And it like may not things. lead everybody down a good route, right? Right, but I think that facts can arguably be used almost more mind-blowingly than just, here's a crazy idea, imagine if aliens made us, or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I do understand that that is crazy, and to me, there's some allure of, like, aliens, and it has to do with the whole God thing, too, and, like, of higher course. power, it's and all, it's psychedelics, all, it's all linked, because yeah. we want this, we want the savior, basically, right? Or, the, or And sometimes we do experience, like, another consciousness. It feels like we're talking to another being or something. Yeah, man. You can't deny that. Some people feel that. So, no, and but, like, but to make this point... It's often realer than the other things. Yes, but this, so the whole, like, real, like, using facts and stuff that are vetted and everything, it's like, I see these people posting these Trump, <laughs> the funniest thing is this Trump uh, copying the Bane speech from Batman. Yeah, right? that was, that was so funny. So first yeah. of all, it's funny, but if you watch it, it's just a joke, guys, because if you watch it, he says like half of a sentence that's the same. Yeah, it's not exactly. like he watched Bane and then he did. And it was a pretty generic sentence. It was like, yeah. I give like it back. the it was power's really, been in the hands back of the rich you. for too long. We're it gonna wasn't give even it back that. You, it was half people. of that. It was, yeah. And we're going to give it back to the you, the you, people. You, the people, yeah. So, like, okay, cool. So, But you know, then people take it to the next degree and they now there's – they did the Avatar one. They said there's a whole paragraph. This. Oh, you'll see it. Whole paragraph from the Avatar movie. And then you, I looked up the script of Avatar, people, and I Googled in – or Googled. I searched in the whole thing. The whole paragraph was forged. It's just someone making a jokey meme to kind of get shares just like right. everything out there. But right. now – so then I told people that was fake and they don't care because they're like no, – It still supports it's my point. It's interesting, yeah. And then – then I was another one about the B movie, some sort of other. It was like, no, like, oh, this guy's just taking all those things from scripts. No, they're just all fake. It gets a weird thing that's like, yeah. I guess you call that fake news. I hate even, I hate using terms that are in the public lexicon. Right? <laughs> People love saying fake news. Yeah, right because now. now you think I'm like just taking talking points and spewing them up, which I kind of am. But I'm I remember also... uh, Comedy Central used to market like The Daily Show and Colbert Report as fake news back in the day. That's that was, sick. When you look at it as as now how we think of the word true, fake news, it's one of those language things. It's like yeah. they were never fake news. They were, they were, a real, par- news, they were real news, but a parody of yes. a news anchor. You That's know, funny. Colbert was a character. That's yeah. not fake. He's still like yeah. getting across his point, you know. But now, yeah, now fake news is like an evil it thing. is, but there's fake news from both sides. People are trying to make it seem like, uh, you know, I think it was Jane Fonda was on Bill Maher today and, or yesterday, and she was like, Trump on his fake news. Like, okay, fake news is a thing, but it's not Trump didn't invent fake news. No, exactly. Like, and just because he uses, if, he, if a politician uses anything to their advantage, you can't fault them for it because that's the definition of a politician. You're <laughs> opportunistic and you're kind of conniving, yeah. and that's kind of what the job requires. And then people want to say, well, even like me trying to reform the system, all of a sudden now we're gonna have seven presidents. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like I don't know what the perfect way to govern a country is, but I, I just don't think you can have. You can change the systems, and they change over time. 
But there's always going to be politics and war. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't. I don't like saying there's always going to be war. That sounds like really depressing. But the, yeah, and in, you don't know how sense, long you can project into the future. Right? Yeah, I guess my point is these things arise naturally. Like people try to say like, oh, governments are corrupt and they do this and that. And well, maybe, yeah, governments like lose money and they they fuck up and they don't have enough intelligence gathered yeah. to like correctly prepare us from certain things and shit goes haywire and Pearl Harbor happened, nine eleven happened, and <laughs> it's like. Like the 9-11, right? They, they, they were opportunistic on an event. That doesn't necessarily mean, like, regardless of whatever you believe, it right. doesn't mean whether you think there were holograms or you think George Bush did it or you think they were pre-detonated or whether you think the, uh, the people weren't really from Saudi or the Osama Bin Laden's not a real guy or they didn't get the money from there, they got the money from somewhere else or whatever your camp right, is, right? right? By the way, no one's ever came up with a real cohesive one. It's just too many different camps. So th- mm-hmm. that's how you can tell something just doesn't add up, right? And I don't... I've, I'm going crazy on this 9-11 thing. Right. Now, I almost want to go back into that for one let's second. Let's do it. But okay. it's, I get really irked because I feel like people have never, for example, read the Burke. Burke? Burke? Read the Burke. Bur- they never read the Burke, uh, a perfect surgical, perfect soldier, <laughs> because I read it, and like I read it, man, and I was like, yo, guy. <laughs> I, it just, I already kind of knew sort of the gist of it, and it didn't open me up to anything but it's just it's a well laid out picture of the whole uh the whole story but not from a partisan side like it's just a guy not even that well known like i think his twitter is like under 500 or something he's just an author terry mcdermott he just he had a lot of money to do this job but he actually flew to all these places like interviewed people and it's like testimonies from girlfriends of these guys like you know like the real story of these they were real people you it's one it's one thing to say how going into iraq was a miss misjudged situation and it was the wrong thing to do and the weapons of mass destruction was a big lie and it was all a big lie and they were opportunistic on this tragic event but if you just look at all the facts even though some things seem fishy and that's because events are novel just like the moon landing when something new happens you're not going to know how it's you don't know what it looks like for a guy to jump on the moon or not because we haven't actually done it yet so we haven't flown a plane into the skyscraper exactly people forget this right so so, uh, you know uh, it's just it's 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 the history is unable it's it's, it's impossible to deny. You look right. at the Mujahideen, the Soviet thing with Afghanistan. Just it's history books, but people don't read history books. Some people do, and some people don't. Some people just say, you know what, Osama uh, bin Laden, he just Bush just paid him to do it so he could go to Iraq. <laughs> it's too simple. Like yeah, there's, I, it, I I think that where I kind of fall is I I really feel like, and I'm pretty sure you and I differ here as well. I feel like if uh, let's say they didn't they didn't cause it okay I'll, I'll I I'm they not 100% yeah I think that they there's no you even Some people say, let it happen. They knew it was going to happen. They knew it. Right? That's the way I look at they it. They should have known. They probably knew. There's some people if, probably knew if, had an inclination. If there's a fucking intelligence agency and if as you just know. said the history led right up to it, right? With yeah. the whole thing uh, so the the terrorist aspect makes sense. It doesn't they, mean they called Bin Laden the day before. It's exactly. like, are you already? That, that's where I'm like, okay. That's where I will bow out of that camp and be like, okay. Well, maybe they didn't. They should have prepared these better people, but I think that they very possibly let it happen, and that in itself is is evil. At least you know? incompetence. Or, yeah, know. or like uh, just looking the other way. You know. Yeah, yeah. Just or, being like, okay, because I mean, I. I Again, you can't. It's hard to sort out what's a conspiracy theory and what is actually the case. Yeah, people, but like, yeah. uh, you know, like uh, the whole idea of them saying like, "Oh, uh, Osama bin Laden and this terrorist organization have been like uh, 
that there was some sort of memo that came through that said there's a possibility that they're looking at flying planes into buildings or something like that. Yeah, well, they already did a bombing in like India or right. something. And they killed someone in a, on a plane. Like they, they, those guys had been the financiers had mm-hmm. done other shit. Yeah, so it's like if you had that intelligence, and uh, it's just very hard for me to believe they that were on the radar. America sense. of all countries weren't able to uh, sort of like that was a lot. Osama threatened this, them openly in, a, in an this, open letter. All the stupid little things, like uh, just fishy little things, like the 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 planes not getting shot down because the military planes were on a yeah, drill. Yeah, but you don't even have to go that far, man. But That's all like, I'm saying. It, I, but yeah, okay, that might be one. But it's just like where there's enough smoke, there's got to be some fire. There's yes. a lot of things. If it were just building seven i'd say okay maybe that's a coincidence if it were just the the military planes being on a drill that day so they weren't able to do it weren't able to interfere these these planes which were going horribly off path which i'm sure they knew that these planes were going off path long before what i think happened i forget from the book exactly but i think there was something about there was literally like a miscommunication between like due to incompetence by like the control of norad versus the guy that was the general of the planes that i'm I don't know what I'm talking about, but there was some sort of miscommunication (laughs) there where I think that's what the official story is, at least, that there was some sort of misinterpretation. And again, if it was only that, then I don't think people would would get into these conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. But there's enough different fishy things that have nothing to do with each other where it's sort of like... But the only problem is, Eric, I disagree on the sense that there's enough fishy things to make it anything. Because I think that a lot of the fishy things, if you go and debunk them... Right off the bat, even if you're a staunch, like, oh, I won't be debunked, and you go to the thing, you're like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Like, it just right. is. I just don't feel people don't go to the sites enough and, and okay. read the like, right things. Let's and go, say something hmm. like uh, like them knowing the hijackers' names and all. They, sure. they, they knew all these details within, like, very quickly. You know well, what I mean? some of them were flying planes in the, in and, the country uh, already. Right. So, but it, you know, but it's I just don't understand how. It, then you look at other cases where they have no idea, uh, you know, of who did what, but they just conveniently found a van with the Quran in it and like cocaine in it, like whatever it was. Like they they had all their passports in it, all their information. Yeah, like, but see that. But why that, would ter- why would these intelligent terrorists leave behind? Well, why uh, again, would the maybe, people? Who, maybe, why would the people who? Why would the people who made it up and planned it all? First of all, it's just it's too genius to be done and not be figured out like as far as the people went there and like placed the passport and then like like that spy guy from atv and then just well, no, like ran but away they, they could have just said there was a van full of this information i'm pretty but... sure paper regularly survives from like weird explosions and stuff like that like sometimes yeah. like, there was no there was actually notes from inside the buildings that survived it wasn't just passports you know and that's you know that's these are interesting things right they're all points like, you gotta I, go um, down and, and yeah you know, each like one, and i don't why. i don't you know i don't claim to be uh, super researched in any particular aspect of it but uh, when it comes to, again, things like this where the truth is very subjective and, like, you don't really know what sources to trust or what not to trust. Yeah. You sort of just go with your gut in some ways. But I feel like going with the gut is is, is useful in sometimes, but in sometimes it's not because these events are so novel. Like, I keep using that word. Like, they're just – they're right. so new. There's no precedence. There's no precedence for, your for us. Gut that's to really... why. But that's why right. we, we think they're fishy, I think. That's just my opinion. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like the moon landing, it's when I I first oh I subscribed to why most have they not why have they first. not gone back? That's the thing. Dude, they don't me. even have a budget. Like they don't go back because they, the NASA budget was like slashed at one point. Yeah, but you could probably like the, with the technology we have now. Yeah, compared what if, to what existed if they in go the to 60s, Mars, you could people, probably build that shit for so cheap now. 
I don't no, know what might have. I, I mean, I don't claim to know economy and technology and all that. But I mean, the they have moon rocks. At, what at that point was like super cutting edge technology is probably child's play now. You know what I mean? So if like, yeah, if I were, well, how'd they if, get the pictures? How'd they get the pictures of space? <laughs> yeah, like, well, of the Earth. I, I mean. Again, I'm not totally in the it being fake camp. I'm just in the uh, it's 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 fun to question. That's one of those things where I think yeah, like, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's, it's it's harmless to question that, but I don't think it's harmless. You because, don't think it's harmless? No, because I think that our thinking on uh, like religious thinking and different things that we we often say that can be harmless because yeah. it's making claims about about reality and tr- and real like what really happened isn't that uh important right like there's some level of significance that we need to give to these big events like if we say that if we say that we never went to the moon like that's the, you know how many jobs and scientists that's denying <laughs> of like their I, I achievement so. yeah, like I we're like so. it's not like 10 guys planned this thing and filmed it in the backyard and went to stanley kubrick filmed it and they yeah. went to the moon like there was NASA's a whole like budgeted real organization yeah. that they actually build rockets and yeah. the Russians also were trying to get to space. So do you think the Russian? I'm not saying you. I'm just saying. Do yeah, people think the because skeptics? Do they think the Russians planned it with the United States? They've been at war for yeah, so long, Cold right. War. They didn't right. like. They didn't like go, guys. Let's trick both of our civilizations. Yeah, and then no, by the way, definitely. nobody's good at keeping secrets. This is the problem. People need to start thinking about with conspiracy yeah. theories. I'm all for like I love conspiracy documentaries and like each the stories are always interesting and like yeah. alien shit I fucking love it man right. but at one point it becomes it just becomes like I don't know it just becomes non-fact and then you're like and then people get carried right away with it too yeah well there's just you can't keep secrets in in large groups of people right yeah. individuals can't keep secrets. So when you get alert, <laughs> yeah. you know the yeah, math doesn't true. stack up. No, absolutely, that's that's very true. Um, I use yeah. I think both ways on things though. Like I like I was trying to say earlier, I, I definitely subscribed to so many conspiracy theories when I was younger, right? Yeah, and everything's just time and just learning things. And that's not to say I'm like a skeptic on every single issue in the world or every single story. I, I take it story by story, just like issue yeah. by issue with politics. Right. I don't like to box myself into mm-hmm. I'm a conspiracy thinker, so I'm gonna. But people sometimes think I am. Like, like, oh, ask Deke about that. He's all into that shit. He knows like, about that shit. He knows about the... Uh, like, yeah. The right. one that I love lately is... Uh, if you ever heard about the, the Nazis having gone to Mars because they had uh, mm. a link into alien technology. I think Nick probably told him about this before. Yeah, that's a good one. Sure. I really like that one. That, I just Aren't they fun, though? I stumbled on that one recently, yeah. That just, one went crazy. What about, like, the New Jersey Devil? Like I've not like heard that. that one. Like the Mothman prophecies. Like, oh, like the Slender Man and Mothman like that. and stuff like, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Drowned, the, the the haunted Zelda. You don't know Zelda. I heard that in the Sazy episode. Yeah, but, I, I should play that. Uh, Can I play it for a computer? I could probably get it emulated. Probably. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, this Ben Drowned thing is like there's apparently a haunted copy of Zelda's Majora's Mask. And it, it was like one of the first creepypasta things that went viral. But isn't that so fun? That's the funnest story It's the ever. funnest thing. And then, uh, and that's where I guess I, I'm agreeing with you in the sense that where something is harmless at one point, the, that there's there, a girl ended up killing herself and a lot of her, like, uh, she had done these sort of blogs saying, talking about her life and how yeah. she's this depressed. Yeah. And she was like super obsessed with this Ben Drown thing. And she would talk about her boyfriend, Ben Drowned, like his lot. Meanwhile, like it's a creepy pasta story mm-hmm. and she ends up killing herself. And it's like. That was a harmless, fun little conspiracy at first, but mm-hmm. that these types of things are very powerful. Can lead to ser- real and life. There's the, right, yeah. and there's that, that Slender Man thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but that's another one of those Mothman prophecies where it's like apparently this super tall, skinny man yeah, yeah, that's in yeah, a suit. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him. 
Right, so there's that whole thing. In real life, I've And seen it's him. a harmless little fun story. Yeah, you've yeah. seen him. Uh, he's looking through the window right now. I am Slender Man, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, these two girls, like, uh, young girls were, I guess, all into that whole, you know, the, these somebody powerful got hurt conspiracy. Or something? They, they ended up killing somebody and to- and said that the Slender Man oh had told God. them to do it. Uh, so these, yeah. What I about guess... those clowns? Remember that crazy with the clowns? <sighs> that that came and went, things? eh? There's yeah, that was a weird... I, see, I thought that was funny at first because, like, uh, somebody pranking the, uh, objectively, somebody pranking their friends with that. Like, if all my friends were out camping somewhere and they didn't know I was in the area, yeah, and I was just in the trees in a clown outfit, that'd be jokes. That's some scary fucking shit, and that's just a very simple, pure little, you know, innocent prank. Well, but wrong it got, wrong it got, timing. it got bad. Yeah, it got. Yeah. People just ruin things, man. So many things could be fine and innocent. <laughs> and then people, you know, they 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 just run away. They get carried away with things they and do. ruin things for everybody, man. Uh, you know, religion is one of those things. It could be very fun. It could be, you know, church could be a very fun experience. Everyone Sometimes goes, it is. Sometimes I, right. I end up, I find most, myself in a church and I'm like, most some of these my, more modern ones. <laughs> really? Most of my memories of church are, are of it being pretty boring. Yeah, it depends um, what church you go to, right? Of course. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some fun ones. But like, just the idea of uh, a bunch of people gathering together once a week to talk Friday. about, yeah, yeah. Really, you know, it's like, yeah, that could be life. a lot of fun. People could get together and sort of have open discussions, but yeah, instead yeah. it turned into like, Dog- Let's all listen to this one guy. Yeah. He's going to stand at the front of the room. Yeah, he knows we're everything. All, we're all going to face him. Don't question him. Don't even think about what he's saying. And yeah. kneel and follow these instructions. No, it's not fun anymore. That the idea of church was was super cool. Like, we played manhunt in my church though at, at the See, that's awesome. thing or the yeah. youth group thing. Like played manhunt with flashlights See, in the whole church. Fun. Now you're making Jesus fun, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we got this big super cool building with yeah. all this old rustic shit yeah, in it. Jesus Let's do a little cool man now. manhunt game. I'm chill in with it. Jesus. Yeah, he seems he seems real. The problem is when somebody starts to say my guy's right and your guy's wrong. Like a lot of my family members, some of the older ones, right. will say things like, "Well, Jesus was the only." one that was uh god but he was also a man and the other religions are just a man or like i'm like what kind of logic is that it's what you're right. proving your statement by just saying your statement like that's your <laughs> yeah and in those no other real... but in those other religions jesus was just a man so it's like are they yeah. are they discounted now or but what about like... hindu like all these other it's just there was just too many other religions before our version way of things that, before that, that you can't count yours as the one that wins no, because yeah. there's just it's improbable and basically it, and it derives from previous other things ones, like yeah. yeah buddhism derived from hinduism and and, yeah. and so on and so forth that's why it's there's like, i feel like there's truths in religion like a lot of what these jordan peterson guys like these new philosophers and stuff are, are just new prominent thinkers are saying or the guy i had on my podcast with the star the star myth investigator guy he's like okay. he's saying like there's truths in religion and they manifest in, in various religions across the world and cultures right. and different songs and all kinds of traditions and Absolutely. there's all meaning yeah, in things yeah. and there's numerology and different things, but doesn't mean go follow what the Romans what the books <laughs> the books they wrote and put together and said this yeah, is all about Jesus totally. here, we're gonna tell you the story two thousand years ago. You think that if you think, you know, you never played the telephone game? You, think, <laughs> you know. You think that's yeah, it's the telephone game through a book. And uh doesn't think, mean it's not true in a way. Right. Doesn't mean it's all historically factual for no, sure. Exactly. Though. Doesn't mean the Earth was created in six thousand years. It just doesn't. Right. Of course. And I think uh, you know people like you and I and, and many others I think out there now who are sort of able to look at the the various religions in this way and say, okay, they all have truth to them. Mm-hmm. They're all sort of uh, expressing that in a different way, and therefore they all fight with each other. I could find something of value from all of them. 
And I can yeah. find something of value from uh, Other Darwinism. Stuff. You know what I mean? None of this has to be at odds with each other in right, my book. Right, right. It's all like, leading to the same the, truth. Yeah, right. Truth the, is a path. stories made. Yeah, like the Adam and Eve story is at odds with the Darwin evolution theory, yes. But over and all, uh, symbols and metaphors. <laughs> they're not at odds with like each that. other, right? Yeah. So I think that uh, we are sort of the beginning steps of like the next phase of sort of our conscious evolution where we no longer need to be like I'm this thing or I'm that thing. We're able to sort of uh, uh, just, I guess spiritual would be the closest word we have for it right now. But I think yeah. even when you say spiritual, you sort of make people think that yeah. that's sort of a religion. Uh, just sort of just open. I like outside of the box. I like that. As yeah. A term. I never just, find that has a negative connotation. Yeah. I would almost just say, op- yeah, like out openness, of the box, openness, uh, just, just, and, and that sort of just leaves room for life to be zesty and adventurous and for you to learn new things every day. And like uh, that openness just leaves you with so much room to just explore in life. And then you do get something of value uh, from your time here on earth. You know what I mean? That's the key, man. If you say, this is it, you stop yourself from ever looking. It's more important because if you live forever, then you, what's the point of changing your behavior or doing anything differently? You're just going to live right. forever anyway. So why would I have any moral inclination one way or the other? It's just going to be forever. It's, there's no right. end point. No, there's an end point. And even if it's just possibly that there's an end point, that mm-hmm. means you got to make every day your best and like treat the people you love good and like all these different things, which, hey, even me, it's a struggle every day, man. Yeah, Trying totally. to be a human, it's not, you can't, totally. nobody's perfect and it's no. hard. It's not easy. And you can't, uh, you can't show the people you love, love all the time. You get, you get in moods, you get, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're human, there's so many uh, imperfections to us. But, right. But hey, that's what it you is. You want to, you know. And, you uh, want to be, per- that, that's why the Christ consciousness right you f- try to emulate the christ consciousness sort of, yeah and it just sort of uh that's just sort of what comes through without you getting in the way and that's why it's a cacophony which is uh for those who don't know it's just like a jumble of different noises of different sounds right okay uh in other words like not like a symphony a yeah exactly is like uh, a different type it's of sort of like composure. yeah it's like bah, 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 just like noises you know it right. seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it and, uh, cool. yeah, I looked at that with me and hip hop. It's just sort of, I don't really have a style, you know, I do boom bap lyrical eclectic. stuff, which I haven't done as much yeah. lately. I'll do, yeah, like eclectic, more, uh, ambient sounding stuff where there's yeah. minimal lyrics, minimal vocals. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll do crazy trappy fun stuff. And, uh, and you put all that on sort of one album. It's like versatility, a man. <laughs> you yeah. know, but it's of Christ consciousness because at the root of it all is m- me fundamentally uh, is sort of this philosophical thinking person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's sort of what comes first to me. And then the music is almost a byproduct of that. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm doing like, uh, I, li- I like pretty much every song I make has some undertone of what my agenda is if you're going to call mm-hmm. it something of just mm-hmm. like that love empathy agenda like even uh you know smoke out uh which is like a song that people know of mine to be like you know call up the plug tell them i did the whole yeah. ounce you yeah, know what yeah. i mean it's like it's a silly fun little song mm-hmm. but in that i'm saying stuff like uh you know uh you know I'm talking about like a girl trying to fuck you at the club, mm-hmm. but you having me having it more of an interest is love. My interest is love, and honestly, you're not interested enough. So right. honestly, I'm just, just hit up the honest. plug. You know what I mean? It's like uh, so. Here's this like club fun party song where yeah. I'm talking about doing doing drugs and stuff, yeah. and then I'm you know at the same time I'm saying like, well, just because I'm in a party zone doesn't mean I'm going to like 
succumb to uh, right. material pleasures and shit because I, deep down mm-hmm. as a person, I'm interested in, in love and philosophy and spirituality. And because I'm out partying somewhere, I'm not going to become that. I can enjoy that without becoming that or personifying that. Yes. Um, so every song I do that sort of, you think that only this type of person does this style of song. Like you think that only a drug dealer will make trap music or mm-hmm. only, uh, I just want to show that, you know, you could just, you can be just a creative person. Yeah. You can be and, a mix of many things. That's what ha- humans are. And, and exactly. And still have your values and your passions and your sort of message you want to get across as an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sort of put that across in as many different ways as possible. It's right. almost like sowing your seed and painting different paintings. You know, like yeah, exactly. Like don't I don't paint every fucking painting the same. Man. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to spread my uh, my crazy spiritual agenda to just uh, old heads who like boom bap, and I yeah. don't want to spread it to reach just others. people who are in the clubs or just yeah. people who reach humans. Are internet nerds like? Yeah. I, I'm going to try everyone. Like here's a song where I'm talking spirituality for the boom bappers. Here's a song where I'm talking spirituality, but I'm at the club. Mm-hmm. Here's a song where I'm talking spirituality, but uh, you know, it's or here's a, a it's depressing super abstract, song or a depressing a, song a that just song has or... a lot of meaning to it. Right? Yeah. I'm always gonna. It's still going to be me doing it at the end of the day. So my beliefs and the stuff that i think about which is you know life word is gonna come through a cacophony of christ consciousness man <laughs> it's crazy right we just covered like so much ground we oh just God. like went nuts that's awesome we never even you don't even you still don't know the chum gang story no tell me know. the chum gang story. <laughs> let's let's, and let's I, finish when I, with that. yeah okay cool I, I when i was listening to your your podcast with rebel that yeah. was something that uh that i appreciate a lot as you seem to have a genuine fascination and like sort of how yeah. this all came together yeah. and, like, and i i feel like that's sort of what we like i feel like people look at us and they're like how are these guys friends <laughs> right and, Super uh, and you know and i think that's what kind of our value is is we're like a group of people that you think w- that you might think would have all different interests and have yeah. nothing in common but yeah. we've got all this thing in common but, right um yeah i mean it, it's not even so much like a concise story that i can tell but what i can say is just like uh to sort of put it in a in a conclusive sort of way it's yeah. just like it's that same thing we're talking about with just coincidences and things happening at the right time yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh for the good things and the bad things like right. uh uh you know everything sort of happened when it did for for the right reasons and and how we all met i mean just to sort of put it uh just sort of give the quick cliff notes version mm. uh you know chuck and i met in elementary school uh, I went to St. Joseph's School on Facer Street until it closed down. Yeah, I used to throw rocks at the <laughs> yeah. window when it closed down. There you go. Uh, yeah, I went to that school. It closed down in grade one. I moved to St. Alfred's, uh, grade two. Uh, grade three, I met Chuck. Uh, I was super obsessed with the Beastie Boys song Intergalactic Sick. at the same time as uh, Puff Daddy's song from the Godzilla soundtrack. Oh, come, yeah, come the with Led Zeppelin sample? Yes, yeah. both of those uh, sort of rock my world. And nice. I, I liked music before that, but those two songs, <laughs> I, cool. I became obsessed with music. Like, I was Whoa. obsessed with... Uh, so so from right from then, I was, I was a hip-hop guy. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Chuck sort of saw that I was into hip-hop, and yeah. he, he showed me Eminem. Oh, nice. <laughs> He's like, check out this this guy. You know what I mean? He's saying, and uh, Chuck was sort of the first person that exposed me to like, like you know, swearing and stuff like that. Right, so right, I was right. still kind of like shocked by a lot of this stuff, <laughs> right? Uh, and then Chuck, I don't know where he got the impulse to start doing this, but he started writing songs for us 
to rap as a duo. So nice. he'd write himself a verse and me a verse. Sick. And he'd be like, here's how you say this. Here's how you do that. We were like eight years old. Nice. Uh, so then we ended up basically growing with that and sort of at recess we would like rap. And we, <laughs> this is so organic. Like when we were kids, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, things sort of ended up unfolding from there when you, when you get into high school. Uh, him and I sort of had a bit of a falling out over some stupid shit. Mm. In that time, I made different friends and he made different friends. And then when me and him ended up making up, we sort of brought these That's these sick. groups of different friends in together. So by the end of high school, we were all good again. And then uh, I went to college. He uh, went to Vancouver, obviously. Right, right. Uh, I ended up meeting Breadman in college, okay. which was bizarre as hell. I went to broadcasting school. Okay. Uh, and... His mom and my dad both work at the same insurance company. Oh. So we sort of, uh, there was sort of this trial for this broadcasting program where if you got accepted, you could go there and sort of meet the teachers and see mm. what's up and whatnot. Uh, and you bring your parents with you because you're just coming straight out of high school, you know, and they're the ones paying for it. Mm. Uh, so sort of my dad sort of recognized this woman that he works with and was like, hey, this and that. Yeah. And uh, and there's Breadman, right? So I, we sort of met there and then never thought about him again. And then <laughs> school started and uh, he was a face that I recognized just from that brief meeting. Yeah. And uh, I, one day you should have Breadman on here. Yeah, that, sure. that would be bizarre. That would yeah. be crazy. Yeah. Uh, so if you know Breadman, like, uh, you know, he's sort of an interesting person. You got to get to know him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think he's a rapper to meet him. Let's just put it that way. For sure. So, for sure. So he would just sit beside me in lecture halls and I would notice he's listening to hip hop. <laughs> and then eventually he's like, hey, uh, I kind of part of the reason why, like, I wanted to come to this school and do this was so that I could, like, use the radio uh, studios <laughs> to try to, like, make my own music. Mm -hmm. I was like bro like that's almost that was part of the reason why i came here you know what i mean like i wanted to be able right. to do the audio editing and whatnot right, right. right uh so then we would book out the radio studios and uh and then i would bring him back to st Catharines to come hang out with chuck and shit after and uh and then uh you know dice moved to canada after going through some tragic shit in trinidad uh -huh. and then he had to move up to toronto and then he was in a bad place in Toronto for a while while we were all chilling here in St. Catharines. Mm -hmm. He ended up coming back down and living in St. Catharines around the time we were all making up. Mm -hmm. um, so the way that it all came together is, is just wild. It's and like then, a bunch of superheroes forming a group. Yeah, like, and then uh, Rel is Chuck's cousin, right. which you may or may not know, and he was just his little cousin in Toronto that <laughs> used to come down and like want to hang out with yeah, the big yeah, kids yeah. and shit, right? So eventually he started doing music. Nice. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we ended up meeting Rebel through... Uh, fuck, I don't even remember how we... Oh, yeah, he basically started hanging out with people that Dice was hanging out with because Dice was living in this certain place at okay. the time. And then Chuck came back from Vancouver and then Rebel met Chuck and then Rebel and Chuck started getting right. close. And then uh, just... It's it's insane, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. One day I'm going to lay it a, all out. You should yeah. make like a mini... You guys should make... I was going to say documentary, but almost like a mini film or something. Yeah, it's, it. it's crazy. And then... You know, that's before you even get into into Chuck's passing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which that caused its own explosion of mm -hmm. coincidences and, and mm. people coming in and out of the fold and mm -hmm. whatnot. Uh, so I don't know. What we have going on is... is, is well, you, it, got, you get to me, it's like what's crazy is you guys have always constantly put out music. Like, yeah. You guys never take a break. 
You always got something in the works. Yeah. And everybody, it's not like it's not like just one of you is more doing that. Like you guys are all been working. Even yeah. even uh, Martin with his like art and stuff. Like yeah. I like how Martin's like in the Chum Gang, but he doesn't necessarily make music. But he yeah, does other no, shit. Exactly. Like, he just does what he does, and it's just yeah. like. Uh, yeah, we're all kind of we're all just friends, but we all do what we do, and uh, it works out nicely. But yeah, uh, as far as just always putting stuff out, it like the the whole way that it's all come to it's all in line with my 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 philosoph my own personal hero's journey. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the music thing is all tied into that, so mm-hmm. that's why I sort of. You know, I sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, why do you still do this? You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you've been doing we this, all do it. You've man. been doing this for ten years now. Yeah. Uh, just you really it, the the amount that you've moved up is very little you know in in the big picture right. um, like, and then i look yeah. at it and i'm like this is a force that's just happening i can't stop myself from making music and i yeah. couldn't just like i couldn't control all these people all coming together yeah. and ending nobody up. can tell you to stop making music you yourself know? you can't like you tell can't. yourself to you stop can. you it's can what... stop but you, <laughs> you know like, it, some part of you is going to be like fuck i need, like I, I wish i was making music yeah or it's like i don't know sometimes you stop something you start it up again I yeah I, I think that uh what what tune gang and what the whole me doing music is to me is just like it's just then it's what's just happening it ties in with that that. isness yeah Yeah, like it all came together beyond my control Mm. and like and even the fact that i that i wake up and i feel like writing songs is beyond my control right right, i want to fucking go out and get a career and get a better job there's parts of me that is like fuck you got a lot of potential like you could go back to school you could do this or that sure you could do anything really you could do anything but it's like ah that's not what gets me going Mm -hmm. that's not what gets me out of bed and doing and, and and excited about stuff so it's like if you can't help what 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 comes naturally to you yeah then don't just, and it doesn't just let mean, it go it doesn't man. mean that you have to uh it doesn't mean that it has to become something that somebody else decides it has to become right like whether it's a famous album or whether you become a big producer even in the background that doesn't really get famous but you just right, make a lot of money right. or maybe you make some you just constantly play local gigs in your town or something or maybe whatever it is yeah so whatever level of success you want to determine like it's like you can just make it in your basement and just listen to it yourself. It's yeah. still there's no the coolest book, thing in the really. world. If you're making <laughs> your own music, it's insane. Yeah, I, and that's you know I try to exactly what you just said is how I feel in my hardest of hearts, and I need to. That's one thing I get distracted from a lot as you get you start to think of uh, if you're a rapper or you're a musician, this is the trajectory. This is what you're headed towards. You want to be famous. Yes. You want to be this. Yeah, you can make your own lane and make your own. And journey. then I realize if to... none of that existed, I would still do this. Exactly. So it's like just do it and that's uh that's been a struggle for me but it's almost again it's it's a fractal of my overall life struggle which is humanity's overall struggle which is the universe which is time space maybe that's our new theory that's that's the thing man this is wicked i really like this one i think we went for a real long time this is awesome that's got to be a record it's got to be a world record (laughs) why don't we sign off and make do you want to tell anybody about any news coming up or Um, any uh yeah sure Uh, if you've made it this far first of all i really Respect. appreciate you yeah I, I think we kept it pretty interesting I, i'd listen to the shit out i was of interested <laughs> fuck yeah. i'm gonna listen to it as <laughs> yeah. if it's not me yeah. um yeah i mean definitely just look out for for anything that that Chum gang does i mean 
uh we're just we're trying to just keep our homies legacy going and uh again like you said we're always working on stuff they have a june gaming has a soundcloud and a youtube page right? yeah you yeah see, like, like the, uh, yeah i actually should that's yeah good call i'm not a good promoter um <laughs> yeah the the youtube channel uh like it shares each of the artists sort of all of it'll us, show yeah. all of them that's why yeah uh you can the channel's called the choom room uh right. the easiest way to get to it is uh it's home of music expression.com because uh, home records is tomb gang h-o-m-e same uh, thing home people. of music expression it's like uh wiz khalifa had uh rostrum records but he calls it taylor gang true true it's really rostrum records it's yes. not taylor gang yeah. maybe now it's i have taylor like bike gang circle records. yeah the ykz <laughs> I have like all these weird <laughs> yeah. sneak club like, yeah ymcmb is just a subsidiary of cash money yeah, you know yeah, what i mean yeah. but anyways tomb gang's a nickname for home records so yeah home of music expression all one word dot com that's the youtube channel and then uh, soundcloud.com slash home records official is like the Choom Gang channel. Mm. Uh, for me, like, you know, my last name was Evader, E V A R, so uh, my Twitter is still E V A R at E V A R H O M E. Yeah, I'll link uh, it in the description too. Yeah, do that. And then, uh, yeah, my SoundCloud is slash E V A R. And you can find all our shit through all them things I just said. Fire. That's so fire, man. This podcast was lit. Yeah, this is fantastic. I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, this is excellent. Preach. All right, signing off. Much love, everybody. Peace. Love each other.
Pharaoh. Young, full blowing the now. Smoking with a Cleopatra. She give me head like a narrow. I'm sipping wine from a barrel. Like I'm homies with Jesus. Rocking godly apparel. Past the kimono while wearing. Cause I'm feeling like a pharaoh. Young, full blowing the narrow. Smoking with a Cleopatra. She give me head like a narrow. I'm sipping wine from a barrel. Like I'm homies with Jesus. Rocking godly apparel. Past the kimono or wearing. Hey, DCAST listeners, this is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org.